0: Going on, everyone. Welcome to another episode of four the Love of Cinema. This is episode two hundred and thirty-five. Where this evening we're talking about Black Widow from Marvel and the Tomorrow War from Amazon. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Uh, I'm Roger Stillion, and uh, i can't phone it in today, Christopher Bond. There you go, gentlemen. How are we, Chris? You have recovered from your sickness. Yeah, so I
1: can't I can't half-ass the show with my w- multiple windows tabs open, watching weird videos online. While you I did sound you night. sounded
0: you sounded like you were a day away from becoming a zombie. I was just That's dying. What it was. <laughs> well, did you find out what it was? Just a common cold or what?
1: No, I just had a really bad head cold and stuff and was sinus worst. infection all that kind of crap for this time of the year. It mm.
0: sucks.
2: Mm. Mm. How, How are you, I'm Roger? What's going on? I'm at a thousand
0: percent. Roger is firing on all cylinders, baby. A thousand percent. It's the best that I've ever been <laughs> right and now. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't look great. Mm. What, did you, uh, what did you guys watch this week besides what we had to watch? Uh, I
2: started watching the new season of Bosch on Amazon, so that's nice. Oh, yeah. you, do, you do love I Bosch. Do love some Bosch. It's quality, quality detective
1: stuff. In anticipation for the next movie we might have to watch, I have my—I made my daughter watch Space Jam, the original one. So, What
2: did she think of Space she Jam? She was,
1: I, I, told, I said I made her watch it. I uh, was at home during this, so uh, I'll go ask her. She's okay. watching today. Okay, I got
0: you. Got you. Well, that's a,
2: you know, I don't iconic know, for us. But... Kids now would respond to Space Jam quite the way that we responded to Space Jam. I'm not. She going be like, "Who is this guy?" I has no idea. who Michael so, Jordan. Is. You know
1: what? When she sees LeBron James, she's asked the same question. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, quiet, That's, yeah.
0: quiet, child.
1: Daddy's
2: watching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sports ball. Go team. Yeah, good sports ball. Um, I finished. I did all Band of Brothers, all ten episodes. That I love Band. Of, I gotta be honest. I love Band of Brothers. It's such a good show. Yeah, That's
2: quality. I mean, I'm excited for a third third set with I was uh,
0: I wasn't too huge or with the, um, uh, the, the pilots I wasn't too huge on the Pacific it wasn't as good
2: well I think I don't know if that's fair to say to the Pacific because Band of Brothers is some of the best it's legitimately one of the best miniseries ever made for TV so when something falls underneath one of the best things ever you know I it's kind of weird to, to quantify that is that how kind of like the aces in the game of thrones
1: Is so good for so long that it's like well it's hard to Match up to your own
2: roots. No, because the Pacific, if you've never seen it, is significantly better than the end of Game of Thrones. Oh, Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Significantly. So. Yeah, that's
0: so. I finished that, um, and then I watched Saving Private, which which inevitably led led to me watching Saving Private Ryan. I won, and then I started watching Lincoln.
2: <clears throat> uh, what a, what a switch! Nebraska.
0: No Lincoln. the The movie that was up for Oscars the the Steven Spielberg about Abraham Lincoln Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I I thought, and maybe because I just missed it, but the the letter from Saving Private Ryan that he that the the commander in the beginning reads to convince the others that sending eight men to five ones a, a good idea. He reads a letter from a Mrs. Bixby in Boston about she loses five sons on the altar of freedom, and Abraham Lincoln writes her a personal letter. That that, that that's nowhere in. I, I would think that Spielberg, since he made both, would have put that letter in Lincoln, but he didn't.
2: Um. The one thing that I always had a problem with Lincoln was, uh, like, Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the greatest actors we have ever had. Um, for him to come in with, like, the high-pitched voice, and he's like, this is what Lincoln sounded like, dude. Some recordings they found, everybody's like, ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> You're kind of out on a limb here. And,
0: but he anyway, went all the way through it, so. Daniel Day-Lewis legitimately is one of the best actors
2: alive. Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it, it's weird for me to have to have, like... Criticize that man, but like Lincoln's a great movie. So, I mean, did you follow up Lincoln with Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I thought you the <laughs> vampire no vampire. sequel to Lincoln. <laughs> canon sequel, right? the, the
0: canon sequel in American history: Abraham Lincoln Vampire
2: Slayer. Well, what was it? That I was talking about at work today. We were watching back-to-back uh, nature documentaries by watching the movie Rampage, yeah. followed by The Meg. <laughs> <laughs> nature documentaries filmed in real time. That's it's hilarious. Amazing. So amazing you, the did, camera work. Did you actually watch those at, at work?
0: Or, well, our, wait, break our break
2: room television at nice. work was on like TBS or TNT, and they're playing like monster disaster movies all day. That's Which, awesome. I mean, listen, this is mindless stuff to watch when you're having lunch. But, yeah, yeah. I was like, I remember when we watched Rampage. Like, I didn't hate Rampage. It was
1: better, it was better
2: than what
0: you thought you we were going to get
2: at that movie. Sure. Yeah, I expected complete trash. Only got some trash and go. a little bit of fun. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, look,
0: look. When it's complete trash, it's bad. When it's fun trash, it's a little better than bad.
2: Fun trash can be like a good watch. I mean, think about it. I love Starship Troopers. That movie's an abomination. (laughs) I love that garbage. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good example of that. That is also a documentary. That's a war (laughs) documentary. (laughs)
0: It's a documentary about the war in space. Thank you. You know, it is what it is. All right, this is episode 235 of Four of Love Cinema, our podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google podcast and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office curtain up currently what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, let's jump into the box office. As a surprise to nobody, Space Jam: A New oh. Legacy. Oh, wait, what? I said Pig. <laughs> no. Pig with Nicholas Cage about yeah. his truffer hunting pig. Pig, as a, as a disclaimer, we will definitely watch Pig in one of the weeks to come. We have to wait for it to go wider release. Space Jam New Legacy brought in a surprising 31.7 million. Uh, that's domestic. Making its worldwide 54. That's not a bad take for the first week. Black Widow, number two, 26.3. That's at 232 worldwide. That's not bad either. Uh-huh. Not in- bad. Black Widow is one we're going to discuss a little bit later. Escape Room, Tournament of Champions, 8.8 million domestic, bringing a worldwide astounding 13.3 million. How we know? Yeah. F9 the Fast Saga, 7.6 million domestic, bringing it to worldwide to just shy of 600, 591 million. That's doing pretty well. Boss Baby Family Business, as no surprise to anyone, number five, 4.7 million, bringing us worldwide to just under 50 at forty-eight point three. Is there any are there any Peacock numbers for that, or do we do we know if that did well on Peacock? No, they haven't said anything about it. Yeah. If I see anything, I'll let you know. I'd be interested to see if Peacock would more forthcoming with their numbers than Netflix or Amazon. I don't see why they would be. I'd just be curious to know if they would be. So, huh. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine it did it did okay, given that people could just watch it, turn it on. I mean, record. yeah, and you can watch it
2: for free. And if you have kids, and you're still kind of leery about going to movie theaters, which apparently is swinging different direction
0: in some parts of this country again so well i know that i just I'm, i think it was last monday i saw we are going to los angeles is going to a mask hard, mandate again mask man like 100% mask mandate everywhere this is how it started last time so and we'll see if it really goes like that but i mean the rest of the country is completely open and tomorrow the the uk opens up fully no restrictions so let's just hope that we're done with this just can we please just be done with this nonsense I just want to go back to normal. Thank you. Right, let's take a look at the upcoming releases. This week, we had Escape Room, Terminal Champions, and Space Jam, A New Legacy, which is available in theaters or HBO, HBO Max. HBO Max. So that actually makes that $54 million pretty impressive, given how people can just watch on HBO Max as well.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's in HBO Max, though, if you're not in the United States.
0: Oh, that makes a difference. It's okay. like
2: certain things get released theatrically here that go straight to Netflix and other parts of the world, so... Like that's definitely a thing. So wait,
0: well, hold on. Does a movie like Space Jam would that matter anywhere else? I mean, I, of course it does. But like,
1: would that be as Korea? big? the Koreas, right? Just because they're they're big on basketball? That'd yeah, sure. well, yeah,
2: the Asian market's big on. But well, I mean, basketball is a pretty global. It's, it's one really of the most fair, global yeah. sports now at this Even point. A
0: movie, though, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. So yeah, okay. So that's. Available there. Next I mean, when we
2: say 54 million worldwide, I'm assuming that's what, United States, Canada, Mexico, probably to start with? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron James, global superstar, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we'll see in the weeks to come how that opens up. July 23rd, next week, brings us Old, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, and Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, which, I gotta be honest, I saw the new trailer again <clears throat> uh, in front of Black Widow. I don't. This is, I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's odd time for Snake Eye's G.I. Joe origin story, unless they're going to follow it up with more. But, I mean, I just don't see that happening. It's kind of a throwback to those, Roger, you remember, of course, before the MCU became this massive, you know, narrative that runs through the whole thing, how, like, some summers you would just get, like, a second X-Men movie, and then you then sure. two summers later you get a Fantastic Four movie, never let It just kind of reminds me of that. How like that's like a big movie for the time, and then it'll go Hey away.
2: kids, stop all the downloading. <laughs> I'm a computer. Yeah. I'm a computer. That's all I think about when I think about G.I. Joe anymore. Is that bad?
0: it's <laughs> <I know. laughs> <No. laughs> most, most lines in the movie, so
2: it's good. <laughs> all
0: right, July 30th, a jungle cruise. And if you watched Black Widow theatrically, Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson personally. Thank you. Oh, Welcome yes. Yeah, for about crew.
2: that. <laughs> it was nice. So, like, I took it. Like, the he pointed at me. Yeah, absolutely he like, did. I no one else did it you. but you. Just me. Uh, Just me. August 6th, yeah. the, the new yes.
0: Suicide Squad. August 6th. August 13th, Don't Read 2, Free Guy, Respect. August 20th, Finch, Paw Patrol the movie, The Protégé, Reminiscence, which Reminiscence, that movie with Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. is theatrical and HBO Max. Is it? I didn't know that. Okay. It is indeed. And then August twenty, finishing out August is the Candyman, the, not... of the old horror slasher. So
2: there's two movies I want to talk about on the slate, and they're two completely different movies. So bear with me for one second. First thing I want to talk about is Don't Breathe Two. Um, you guys ever watched the first Don't Breathe? Movie? I love I love Don't Breathe. Okay, yeah. that's not the Quiet Place. Guys. No, the Don't Don't Breathe. It's a decent movie. It's about a blind guy. Um, you know. Taken. He's kind of crazy. Being blind, yeah, not really. Okay. Yeah, but like <laughs> killing, killing things. Um, it's an interesting movie. Um, it's not for everybody, but it's not bad. It, it's it's very watchable. Um, I saw the trailer for this on something recently, that and I not I didn't know it was coming, so I thought it was kind of weird. And I don't remember us talking about it. You know, being on the slate up until like now. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know it was coming. So I want think this is one of the movies that's been done for a while and they're like, hey, open spot, drop it drop in. Drop it in there yeah. Um and the other movie I want to talk about is the complete opposite of that. Let's talk about the Paw Patrol movie for one yeah. second. Okay. So this movie comes out in what, two weeks, something like that. Yes, yeah. You know? yep. Um this movie should be astronomically big for people with kids. Yes. Okay. We're assuming anyway. We're assuming well, under normal circumstances it would be. I find it weird, and I'm not saying that I'm like waiting for it or anxious for it. Have you seen anything about this movie? No. Besides knowing it is coming, I've no. never seen a trailer.
0: I've never seen advertisement for it. Well, I saw a trailer, but I had to go seek that trailer out. So I, I personally went and found it. I did here's, here's my opinion. I bet you, I bet you,
1: soon we'll start seeing it plastered all over the place, especially on Nickelodeon. Sure. Soon, soon. it be- comes out August twentieth. That's less than a month. Listen, I about two weeks from it coming out, you'll see it you'll see it in just a hyper amount. And you'll see it especially on Nickelodeon's channels because this it's is just Nickelodeon film. Yeah. So you'll see it there. Kids will tell their parents, you know, parents will be, oh I'll go see it, that'll be it. I think they're saving their money, they're not gonna spend a ton of marketing until it's getting super close, get kids excited, parents will go see it with the
0: kids. That makes sense. I mean, that's a, that makes sense. It, I, it may show up on Paramount Plus.
2: Maybe. That might be the first I didn't I didn't think
0: that. That might be the first big kids thing that pulls some at least one
1: month viewers
2: in. Sure, I didn't think about Paramount+, Plus because that is all Viacom, which yeah. is Nickelodeon. So, the one thing with that, and I guess the only reason I even bring it up, because listen, my kid does not care about Paw Patrol, yeah. thank Christ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, with all the other Nickelodeon stuff, like they threw Spongebob at us across every category for everything. Now, listen, I understand the Spongebob clientele, or excuse me, the people that watch Spongebob... Generally don't cross over with the people that watch Paw Patrol yeah. too much. It's, it's geared <laughs> for much younger children. Yeah. But I'm just amazed that we're within a month out and there's been not much at all. Yeah. Now, in their defense, there hasn't been a whole lot of kids movie stuff to, like, put that on. Because I know we watch Boss Baby, but I watched Boss Baby on Peacock. I didn't go to the theater to watch it. Yeah. So was there, like, a trailer for it on there? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't go to the theater to see that. So you know what? I
0: got there too late to see trailers, but I don't, I don't think. I mean, I. But you think if it was on Boss Baby, it would have been on Spirit too? Yeah, because it definitely was not on
2: Spirit. Yeah, it wasn't. No. So
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, look. The only logical explanation is they're doing. They're going to do like a blitz uh, campaign, sure. like two weeks before it's out. Just hit it hard. I, I mean, I, I still think it's you lot know, what so I said it's what you said, but you said that Chris, yes. Yes, of course. But it's still gonna do massive numbers. I would oh, I'm sure. To, I'm sure
1: it'll do great. Oh wait, let's calm down on the massive numbers thing. I think it'll do well. I think it'll
2: do it do big kids' movie numbers. Here's the thing though, some kids' movie numbers do massive numbers. Yeah. One of the one of the things that we always used to run into in the late summer, early fall time at working at a movie theater. Was there was always something that would come out in like September, like a kids movie, like a Hotel Transylvania or something, where the movie's not really great and it does absolute bonkers numbers this for the where it's at. Yes, because yeah. there's nothing. There's no real reason to tell your kids no, you're not doing anything else, yeah. and you know it's gonna be an okay kind of movie. I don't know if that's really where Paw Patrol sits, but Paw Patrol was like a huge kid's like giant kids thing. Yeah, but so.
0: it's it a young kid's
2: it is a young yes, so a that that's a thing. Like a boss
1: may be a troll sure. Sure. stuff.
0: So we'll, we'll see I mean we'll see right. how it performs when it when it comes time, but I mean we're assuming it's gonna do a good to decent to amazing numbers. Somewhere yeah. in a big span of
2: I mean, I bet you it does good money. Yeah. But yeah. I mean be- I'll
1: probably end up Throw it on if it's on like Paramount Plus. I I might do the I might do the one month subscription. Throw it on for my three year old because she kind of digs it. My six year old is a little old for Paw Patrol. not really for it. Sure, she'll watch it if we're watching it, but she'd turn it on unless, unless her sisters okay. watching it.
0: Sure, all right. So going right. to want start to go out five minutes
2: on Paw Patrol. Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> to start out September, we got Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and Cinderella on Amazon. So there's your wait kind of Cinderella thing. on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I don't know uh, what that is. It is. It's the the it's a movie directed by Ray Cannon. It's a um, Camilla Camilla Cabello, Billy Porter, and Dina Menzel. We've talked about it before. Okay. It, uh, Pierce Brosnan, Minnie Driver. It's got a. I mean, the cast's not. It's not a nothing cast. James Corden, Missy Elliott. Like, it's got a mm. good cast. So we'll see. I mean, they, they really cool. haven't done much of advertising for that either. Because I'll tell you why. I've been all over Amazon this weekend or the Thursday and Friday night and partly the weekend. I haven't seen any advertisements for on Amazon. You
2: said so, it was a Netflix
0: movie though? No, it's, it, it's a, sorry. No, it's an Amazon. It's an Amazon prime. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything on it though. So I don't know. We'll see how that does, but um, that's, um, that's over a month out. So maybe again, maybe they're going to start that, that um, advertising hit it hard. Let's take a look at this week's what's streaming. Let's say we are back to Netflix and we have the best of enemies, Roger. We we love we watched that. We loved it. It was up for Academy Awards. Oh yeah, That was a
2: decent movie.
0: Yeah, Taraji P Henson, Sam Rockwell, Ann Hsieh, Wes Bentley, Nick Cersei, Bruce McGill, civil rights activists Ann Atwater face off against CP Ellis, exalted er, yeah exalted Cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan in the 1971 Durham, North Carolina over the issue of school integration. Came out in 2019. Yeah, it's that a good was, movie. That's it's hard great. to watch. It's a good movie. It's a great movie too. I mean, I think that was one of the best movies of the year. That was that just came out of nowhere for me. I loved it. You're welcome to listen to the episode we did on it. We have nothing but accolades to say about it. So check that out. I love Sam
2: Rockwell and everything. Sam Always. Rockwell
0: is I never would have you know they're doing they're remaking um they're making it a show, The Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. you remember that one from like 2003? No. Chuck Barris and The Gong Show. Sam Rockwell's in it, George Clooney. Hmm. Um, yeah, that was a decent one too. But I know they're remaking that in a show form. You ever Memoirs, the movie choke. That movie rules. <laughs> I did not, but I remember you, you should saying watch that movie. You like it's choke. incredible. That's that's Sam Rockwell, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. I need to check. That. I love Sam Rockwell.
2: So Deep dive into Sammy.
0: <laughs> All right, Netflix. Another one. Memoirs of a Geisha by Rob Marshall, Ziwi Yang, Ken Watanabe, Michelle Yeoh. Uh, this is about the uh, fishing village roots and Be- uh, sorry. I- Nita Sarani reveals her transcendence beyond her fishing village roots and became one of Japan's most celebrated geisha. Check Isn't, that one out. That one did that an Academy Award winner, too. That right? was an Academy Award. And yeah. it did it did massive numbers when it came out too. It was it was in theaters for it came out in October. It was into theaters well into January, February. And you know that during that time there was a ton of movies that to push it out, but it just it refused to go. So that was during my Carmike tenure. Mm. And one of my favorite movie one-liners, Air Force One, by director Wolfgang. Get off Peterson. my <laughs> plane. Get off my plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's so <laughs> terrible. Yeah, but it's amazing. Harrison Ford, Gary Oldman, Glenn Close, Wendy Cruson, Liz Liesel Matthews, Paul, Gullifoy, William H. Macy, Tom Everett dean stockwell you remember the, the the plot communist radicals hijack air force one with u.s president's family on board the vice president negotiates with washington dc while the president a veteran fights to rescue the hostage on board and we already spoiled I mean, the bet the best the hostage line on board. and we we we, spoiled, <laughs> we we spoiled the best line in the movie get off my plane oh, i'll spoil <laughs>
2: yeah my fault if you haven't seen that
0: <laughs> sorry i'm not sorry at all that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> That's from 97, dude. That is spoilers are 100% Get off
2: my plane. Spoilers are 100% okay with the 97. Dude. Yeah, for a 25-year-old movie, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, did you know Bruce Willis was dead at the end of 6 Sense? Boom. <laughs>
0: spoilers. That's,
2: but at the time, that that was a pretty massive to this
0: day I've yeah. still never seen
2: that movie. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's I mean, one of I his god.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, Shaman, that's what put him on the map. Well, right. hey, that
2: was actually a spoiler for Chris then. Sorry.
0: <laughs> if you
2: ever watched that movie, I may have just ruined it for you.
1: But it's, oh,
0: it's, still no. worth it. it's still absolutely worth a watch, though. Yeah. Uh, it's a
2: decent flick. I'm good. You ever watch Signs? Yes. Okay. That was good. I have real issues with, like, why yeah. do the aliens want to come to a planet right. where they can't have water? And yeah, it's like yeah. our planet's like 85% of water. I yeah. don't, and it rains. I don't.
1: Just as a quick aside before we get dig into the – to actually talk about the stuff. I had someone tell me that The Village is one of their favorite movies the other day. That movie stinks. <laughs> look, look. I'm, here's
0: the thing about The Village, though, is it's not terribly written. It just was executed a little weirdly. But Born? if you – I mean, I can understand why people say that. There are some people that really like The Village, and I got nothing against that. It's just – for me, it was – for M. Night, it was just a big – it was one of those people are going to love it or they're going to hate it gambles, and it just didn't turn out the way Yeah, it there today. are people out there that
2: love Transformers, so <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah,
0: Thank bye. you for poking me, stabbing me in between the ribs. Appreciate mm.
2: that.
0: All right, let's talk about some Weird. trailers. Let's talk about Mark Wahlberg's uh, Oscar attempt, Joe Bell.
2: That has to be what this is, right? Like, listen, I want to premise this. The story behind this might be an incredible story. This has got to be – Mark Wahlberg looking for some Oscar nods, right?
0: I mean, of course, but I mean, it's not...
2: Listen,
1: he's not eating a bear heart in the woods, so
2: good on him. Yet.
0: But this is... So, Joe Bell, if you've seen the trailer, is Joe is played by Mark Wahlberg, is walking across America, and he's joined by his son, which you find out in the trailer is not a spoiler. His son has already taken his own life. And this is going to be kind of a he has to re- come to grips with the fact that his son came to him, told him he was gay, and he just said...
2: He was getting bullied, and he never helped him, and he's got to live with that, and this is his story about how he copes with it. But, I mean, look... I mean, I'm this sure is... it's going to be incredibly depressing.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but I'm sure it's also going to be a good movie. You know, I mean, it's... shit, I hope so. If it's going to be it's... depressing, <laughs> it better be good. You know, it's funny how, how often... Depressing those... and bad is the worst combination. Yeah. But, you know, you know it's, 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 it's kind of funny how, how often those two coincide with Oscar winners. It's like, depressing and Oscar winner. Like, it's very funny how those two are.
2: I would like to make a statement ever since Palm Springs was robbed of an Academy award, <laughs> that they don't care about funny things. Preach. They just do not care about Preach. funny things. They, they never will. They never have.
0: Uh-huh. I just had a conversation with someone today about a uh, wind river, about it being one of the best movies I've ever seen. But is so depressing. I cannot, you cannot watch that more than like once every no. single
2: once. So you said you just, uh, for fun, was like, I'm going to watch Saving Private Ryan. I love that movie. Dude, that movie is depressing. Yeah, that's like a once every three years watch. Yeah. It's a,
0: it is, it's, it's a very heavy movie. I'm not casually movie.
2: popping in on a Tuesday and be like, <laughs> well, I'm
0: watching tonight. No. It, 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 it is a very heavy movie. I'll, I'll give you it that. It is.
1: Well, it's like one of those things where like if, I, if I'm channel flicking and all of a sudden, you know, like I see Forrest Gump on, no matter what point Forrest Gump is on, I'm watching Sure, for Saving Private Ryan. I'm scrolling.
0: They're just like, nope, not today. Not ready for this today. Mm,
2: nope. I don't need this. I wasn't mentally
0: prepared to watch this horror fest. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a good movie, though. I mean, it would a best picture, so it is. Yeah, of
1: course, the sound, wow. the, the sound on that movie alone is a ten. Sound design.
0: It's a, it just it's a hell of a movie. It really is. Let's talk about Queen Pins, Roger. I'm I'm curious to get your take on the trailer for Queen Pins. I'll speak for me and Roger on this one. I think. All right, and this is going to be eloquent. So strap in. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
2: Boom. <laughs> now, <laughs> he did a really good job about putting in mean, the words.
0: That. That's, 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 as, a, as a matter of fact, that was interchangeable from Chris and you guys. I, I don't know who his voice that. If you recorded that and played it back ten years from now, I, uh, I don't know who that is.
2: <laughs> I, we were watching this trailer and I was like, Ugh. Oh, "No, this one doesn't look." Good. You know what? You know. I, listen, I want to give this movie some props though because it does have Vince Vaughn in it playing who. Seems to be Vince Vaughn. For a second, it was almost funny. Well, when he was just like, he's like, "What do you do? Take mail to people's houses?" He's like, "No, that's a mailman. I carry a gun." Yeah, <laughs> like I thought that was kind they of carry part a of- mail bag. I carry a gun. So this is this is about a
0: great coupon hi- caper, I guess, where the women are making coupons and selling them to people, and then and then they get found out. The FBI gets involved, <laughs> and then this is just—it's I mean, it, it's a weird catch me if you can type deal. You, know, you think it's, it's like, going to be that clever? I bet but... it's
2: not. No, not at all. Not at all. But I mean, we I love all just brought "Catch Me, Catch Me If You Can," a great movie down to this level. Oh man, you a good look. Well, Steven Spielberg, Leonardo DiCaprio versus Queen Pins.
0: Now hold. hold I mean, but in his defense, Chris and Bell, uh, Vince Vaughn, nice. Paul Walter Hauser. Who he was? Um, Roger, we what, the Clint Eastwood movie. The yeah. guy who saved the Richard, Richard Jewell. Yeah, Richard Richard Jewell. Um, Joel McHale's in it. Andy Mumolo. M- 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 I can never say that name. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to be terrible. I think people are going to like it. I think it's going to have a certain audience and it'll find that certain audience. Uh, sure. Okay. But I mean, if. But you're not going to. But the movie, you don't watch Queen Pins to get an a. You you know what you're going into when you're watching
2: Queen Pins, right? I'm actually we very intrigued by the fact that this is a true story.
0: <laughs> so, I mean,
2: no. I, I, listen, all jokes aside, I mean, that seriously? Like. Some people ripped off somebody so much that this became a movie. I like the balls of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> a a coupon scam for millions of dollars. You couldn't <laughs> just stop. No one ever just stops. Idiots. No. Idiots.
0: Queen Pins, check it out. <laughs> Watch <laughs> trailers, save for yourself. Coming soon. <laughs> and we have The North Water. Uh, and and was I remember, it right, an AMC movie. With Colin Farrell.
2: Alright, so this movie also looks very depressing. <laughs> well, it's...
0: It, it, but the, the source material is also...
2: Very depressing.
0: Yeah, but I don't think... Can you're I being get fair a loop here. so I can
2: just touch it and just be <laughs> like, very depressing.
0: I don't think you're being fair to I need sound movie. loops.
2: Here. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so think you're
0: like, being fair to it. Okay, You can be
2: let's... like, push the boo button. Well, It'd be like, boo!
0: <laughs> this, is, this is a miniseries that debuts on AMC. Uh, it is
2: Colin Farrell. It is right. this is a mini, this is a miniseries. Yeah, not it is a, yes, it is it a miniseries. A okay, I, I guess I did not. Did okay. it say that? No, I, Okay, my fault. But Colin Farrell, <laughs> I, I, Jack O'Connell. Still looks
0: depressing. <laughs> it sure as hell does. But I mean, it's. Here, I'll read the IMDb description. So You tell cool.
2: me it's six hours of depression <laughs> instead of two and a half. <laughs>
0: right, well, look. Hold on. Hold hold on. Now we get we get really good. We get really good miniseries from just as recently, for example, from Marvel. So sure. there's, there's no reason why we can't get a really great miniseries of six episodes of, you know, of this, which is the North Water tells the story of Patrick Sumner, a disgraced ex army surgeon who signs up as a ship's doctor on a whaling expedition in the Arctic on board. He meets Harry Drax, the harpooner, uh, a British killer, a British killer who among has been shaped to fit the har- heart, the harshness of the world. So, I mean, that's. You know what you're getting when you go into this. There's you're not just going to turn this on in a fun. Oh, let's watch this tonight. You definitely (laughs) know this ain't going to (laughs) be a knee slapper.
2: No,
0: No, But I mean, it's if you watch the trailer, you'll understand the audience it's shooting for. And for all we know, it could be great. It really could be great. AMC has a pretty good track. AMC did The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. The the other Walking Dead. The third Walking
2: Dead show. Yeah. Hold
0: hold hold on a second. Where was Mad Men?
2: AMC. AMC. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. incredible. I will never. <laughs> no jokes, Mad Men's incredible. So do you have any reason to not think this is going to be the same caliber? Mad Men was a show. This is a mini. Well, no, listen, I, I don't I want to be fair to it. I hope it's good. Yeah. Because if it's something else for me to watch, I'm always looking for something to watch, especially can, something good to watch.
1: It could be super depressing but still
0: be good. <laughs> sure. We got to stop saying depressing. I mean, depressing brings with it its own little thing, but I So mean-
2: can we talk about what's really important that's happening this week? What's happening this week? Oh uh, Ted Lasso, Lasso comes out. Yeah. Oh, hell yes,
0: it does. No, hold and on. The guys. Olympics. Hold on, Chris. It's the also, Olympics. Too, Chris, are you caught up with Ted, Ted Lasso? No,
2: not at all. I will make oh. sure you're caught
0: up. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude! It's a quick watch, man. It really I know. Is. I know. It's just.
2: It's so much. I have so many things to watch. Do you want to be filled with incredible joy? I do. I well, enjoy that. Make a sacrifice. All right, well, whatever. I'm sorry. How dare you want to be happy? I'll spend less time with my kids. Yes, to trust. Hold on a second. Don't don't. don't, It'll be okay. It'll balance the joy that you'll bring from Ted Lasso.
0: Now, now, hold 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 on hold hold on a second. Let's be fair. Don't spend less time with your kids. Spend less time on World of Warcraft. You make your own choices. Don't (laughs) listen to him. (laughs) Don't play as much World of Warcraft this week and get caught up on the one of the (laughs) greatest. No, you do what you do. Listen, my
2: daddy doesn't play World
0: of Warcraft. And gets slappy, all right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and everyone's so...
1: everyone depressed in the house. See, look what you've done, Grayson. <laughs> 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 I'll,
0: I'll take a picture of him holding the sign that says, thanks, Grayson. That's <laughs> what they called me in high school, the ruiner. No, no one called me they that. They did. No, they didn't. No, they, no one did that. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Stop it, stop it. All right, we're excited for those. Um, let's talk about, let's take a few minutes, talk about the end of Loki for one second. So, well, uh.
2: Time's all jacked up. <laughs> Time's like, jacked up. We were we super only to... jacked up. Is
1: anyone surprised that the show Loki ended by something getting
0: jacked up? Though no, of, of, um, oh, of, of course uh, not. Uh, yes. You know,
2: so oh, before we before we dig into Loki for a little bit, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it because it did just come out. Um, I am more surprised of anything, not about how Loki ended. I was, very, I'm very okay with how Loki ended because it doesn't really end. I just, I will premise that. I was more surprised that there were media like Loki will return for season two. That's what I was more surprised with than just, hey, let this sit for a while. Let the repercussions filter through the MCU. They didn't do that. They were immediately were like, this will be another show. Because, listen, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and WandaVision did not say that. Because they're bigger picture MCU. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Well, so imagine a
1: world where this, where, like, Loki season one. Is here right? Mm-hmm. The current Marvel phase, the new one we're about to run into with all these movies, is here. Yep. And then Loki season two mm-hmm. is out here, and no one can see me besides Roger. But it's basically gonna pull. He's a line... drawing a
2: magical line. Yeah, it's
1: like like the the, the linear line is gonna be Loki. Are you season... drawing a timeline? Loki, season... <gasps> Loki season one and season two bridge everything that happens in the next Marvel phase, and kind of puts a cap on each end of it. And... I can see. I can see something like that shaking yeah, out.
2: I think so. Well, especially because we know. The one thing with the timeline is every timeline piece there are multiversal pieces with the variants and stuff, yeah. and we know that Doctor Strange is going to deal incredibly with the multiverse, so I bet you we see a little bit of Loki in there. So
1: yeah, Well, cause, because this could be, because we don't know who the big villain of this this bunch of Marvel movies is going to be. or end I being. think we
2: might know. Well, that's the thing.
1: <laughs> if you watch, there's a good chance that this could either be near the finale of this phase of Marvel, or the very end of this leads into the next big big piece that could be this villain for the whole next you know, pieces of, of, of all the movies. Because this guy can pop in anywhere, right? Yeah. So he could be the villain for everyone, and it doesn't make sense to them in the world they're experiencing, but it'll make sense to all of us who've seen Loki because now he's just everywhere.
0: Well, here's the thing about that is as this ends, the Lokis are the ones that make it possible for this guy just to pop up anywhere. That's what's That's so true. interesting about it. Yeah. Which, again,
1: this could just put a nice little bow on this whole phase of Marvel that we're about to do. Sure,
0: and it, it the, the, this is the season finale, so it's only six episodes. See, I I appreciate little short six episode you know seasons. Six I appreciate episodes, that. Forty fantastic to forty fantastic
2: show. Yeah, six episodes, forty to forty five <laughs> minutes each. Um, yeah, Loki's pretty solid across the board.
0: I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but if you've not seen the ending of Loki, then just prepare yourself for a very large shakeup of how of how things are gonna go. Don't be afraid to pause and rewind and, and Chris, scenes, I know we... you're I know you're with me with loving Owen Wilson. If you loved him in the beginning of the show, this episode, that you're guy. you're gonna love Owen Wilson in this episode. Love oh, yeah. him. Great, great, great. He's not, I'm just not that guy. I don't know. So something just as a quick
1: aside for the Marvel stuff, right? The Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think, is a, like, is a big help to Marvel fans, comic book fans, because Loki's a character in the comic books I never cared about, right? Not really. But, the Mar- Marvel Center Universe version of Loki is absolutely my top three for favorite characters. Just well, I, I think fan. it
2: really helps that it's Tom Hiddleston, who's no, that, fantastic.
1: Absolutely. You know, that's definitely, that definitely plays a piece of it, but I just, I love this character so much, and it's apparent that, that Disney Marvel knows what they have when they have it, because... I mean, that they're giving him the show. There's a season two already. If this character bombs, you know, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this never happens, right? Right. So this is this is cool that they can take the things that are working really well and give us more. That's never a bad thing, especially when it's all in the same engine and universe that they have pulling through. I like this. This is this is the best. The whole Disney Plus series runners for this Marvel stuff could have been really bad and a lot of fill. It's been great. Yeah. Even WandaVision, which is the weakest of these three now, still solid TV compared to other things that you can still so,
2: watch. I wanna I wanna talk about Wandavision for one second. I was gonna talk about it anyway. So most people find the beginning episodes of Wandavision pretty slow, pretty hard to watch. They're dry, well, well they are, but I, I understand why they did that. What they built into the remainder, like the last just called three episodes of WandaVision. What they built into that part of WandaVision is some of the better storytelling that they've ever done, sure. even including Loki. So when you take that little bit, and you can see like they've got an idea of where they want everything that they have still, even after, what, 22 movies now, or something along that years. line? Um, they're still like, hey, we still have a plan. We're not just making movies to make money. Well, of course they're making money, but like, hey, this character will continue to go this path. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want you to see more of him because clearly you like this guy. The same with all the other stuff, how they keep tying everything together and putting bits and pieces of other things. And we're going to talk about it. When we talk about black widow here in a few minutes, um, about how they keep that story weaving. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Like
0: it's, it's it's very, and it's it's impressive.
2: It's it's extremely impressive. It, It really is. Now,
0: I have a question for you gentlemen okay do you, this is just a basic just something I thought of when I was finishing Loki. do you think um, if the pandemic had never happened because you guys remember we 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 sleuthed it out or Roger you did. I was called to work a show in Atlanta that I couldn't get to because i'd already I'd already committed to a show in North Carolina, but we're pretty sure that was. I don't know the time. There, it was. It was several months before that we talked about me being called for a show, and you're like, "Grayson, I think that was Wandavision." It so was. Then, it was one. So my question is: If the pandemic had never crept up on us and happened, would we have gotten these miniseries shows, or would it have would we have just been in the timeline with films? now? Well, I think
2: we would have gotten something, Now, I think they put more effort into making these larger budget than what they. You know, Possibly. I think they scaled them up. I think the stories that we're getting were already groundwork was laid. Um, I don't want to talk about other things I know you might have missed out on, but I'm pretty sure the other thing you missed out on for Marvel that was filming in the U.K. was Doctor Strange. You can watch that out later if you don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But I'm pretty sure that was a thing too, no, right? No,
0: no, yeah, we, we I, I got a call for several different Marvel films. Right? <laughs> and then uh, Roger's like, you didn't take either. Well, I, I'd already committed to another show, and I didn't want
2: to. Listen, I, I I just wanted to bust your balls. But yeah, the one in Atlanta was definitely WandaVision.
0: But that was that – was the timeline worked out and you did some sleuthing and you, and you figured that one out. I'm very so, smart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So that's just, to, to me, I wondered, I wonder if they ever meant to, or they just saw an opportunity because then they, they knew people were going to be at home for months and they put something because WandaVision couldn't have taken much from, from inception to getting some episodes on. And remember they're weekly. So they can, they can still be working on episodes as episodes air. That's true. Um, I, I don't think that WandaVision couldn't take in much because, the uh, the sets are all – it's all one set or one big set in one location. They could just build different sets in one location. I mean it wouldn't have taken much. And then, of course, Captain Falcon, Winter Soldier. were I keep saying Captain. Falcon, yeah. Winter Soldier. Was, <laughs> yeah. No, um,
2: Smash Brothers, no? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, no I, that used to annoy me so, but getting killed by Falcon. Yeah, Punch. because
2: he'll knock the shit out of you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're, you're just floating away and you can't make it back to the platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so that was just my deep dive into a little bit of a deep dive. It's just yeah. – I don't know. I don't think that was ever their intention. They they just saw an opportunity and took it. Now Disney may have come to them and said, "Can you please make shows, get people to subscribe to Disney Plus?" I, I don't know how that went down, but
2: I think they're doing a pretty good
0: job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're definitely not wasting any time. They're, I mean, anybody that
1: want that wants more Marvel isn't unsubscribing to Disney Plus. I think that just you know that's exactly what they want out of that.
0: Yeah, that's that's um, that's probably pretty accurate. So Okay, so we put a little bow on Loki. We're excited. We like it, and I loved it, which is for, – for me to say I love a, one of these shows is really something, but I love it. Mean, it was really show. hard
2: to say how much we all loved uh, Falcon Winter Soldier because yes, of yeah. the excellent television we well, got. Well, no,
0: that was good, but I didn't love it like I love Loki. I just – the first thing I just like loved Loki. It's loved okay it. to be wrong. Hey, thanks, Roger. Appreciate that. <laughs> all right, let's take a little bit of a jump to the Amazon original movie, The Tomorrow War.
2: Okay.
1: Wait, hold on.
0: This, this is – this isn't the number one movie this week that we're gonna talk
1: about.
2: Nope, I'm just. Kidding.
0: We always do the nope. theatrical last. I know. He's just <laughs> okay. messing with you. He's oh, just, okay, great. I'm unable to discern. Oh, shut
2: yes. up, Chris. Shut up. <laughs>
0: shut your face. All right, all right. Here we go.
2: Things all are right. going great today.
0: <laughs> the Tomorrow War came out this year, actually very recently. It was directed by. Chris came out McCain. tomorrow.
2: <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I'm was, sorry, I did that. It was, <laughs>
0: It was directed by Chris McKay. Now, this is the same Chris McKay that was in the um, that has had a lot of success uh, in the past. He did the Lego Batman movie, the Tomorrow War, the Lego Batman movie. Uh, oh, sorry, Lego Batman movie two and Lego Batman movie. He'd done some Robot Chicken.
2: I love um, Robot Chicken.
0: He's he's, he's Robot a,
2: chicken. fantastic
0: television. <laughs> he's been a busy guy lately. So this is what we've got from him now. So the the, the, the Tomorrow War. It's surprising to me on a couple different levels, but the cast: Chris Pratt, uh, Yvonne Str- I can't even pronounce this Strahovsky, J.K. Simmons, Betty Gilpin, Sam Richardson, Roger. Why don't you tell us what the Tomorrow War is about?
2: Short version of the Tomorrow War story is. Legitimately in the finals match of the World Cup, a most that's exactly right. That's yeah. why I understand why they did that. Yep. Um they a bunch of people kind of teleport back from the future, you know, land in and say, Hey, thirty approximately thirty years from now, we're engaged in a all out, you know, humanity extinction level war with these crazy monster like aliens. Mm-hmm. And everything kind of speeds up from there with implemented uh, worldwide drafts. They send people in for seven days. Um, and the story picks up with uh, our buddy Chris Pratt, who is some sort of engineer, but also a high school teacher, former
0: military. Um, he's trying to work. What is it? It's not NASA. Where is it? It's um. he's,
2: he's trying, trying to work. It's to... like Cal State lab or something. Some big time laboratory. Oh, he's, yes, he's his dream job. Mm hmm.
0: So he's trying to get up for that, and he does not get chosen.
2: Uh, unlike, unlike, the week before Christmas, too, which doesn't
0: is a <laughs> doesn't really know what to do. Uh, but the real thing is, Chris Pratt is a, is got to be a moment of discussion for this, and his daughter is actually excellent. Sure, um, played daughter by daughter and old daughter, uh, both daughters are really great. But spoiler. the the well, everyone a here's spoiler? the here's the thing about Chris Pratt, though, is everyone in this movie outacts Chris Pratt. But that's that you should think be a, so? I think so I, I I really do think so. Do listen,
2: JK Simmons out
0: acts everybody ever. Wait, so.
1: is damn
2: man. So
1: he's he's the one I'll give to you. I don't think Matt is out acted by anybody
2: else. You know what though? I, I guess maybe I see what Grayson's talking about. There are some scenes where his daughter, the the older version of her, definitely is outgunning him. Um, probably because she's smarter she's than him.
1: More, well, she also gets the more emotional lot, like sure, yeah,
2: time, right? yeah. Her story is her, her story is better than his story. Yes, so um, that I'm okay with. Um, the one thing, and I can't really gloss over this because it's important. So he gets drafted, and for a wave of draftees, a certain wave, they didn't say what wave, but they do a check in the future to see who's already dead by the time the aliens get there, and they draft those people first. Yes. See, that's what which that's, is that's, interesting and very depressing. You see, that's,
0: <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the science I thought you guys would really enjoy, is at least that kind of makes sense in a weird way.
2: So, this movie, when it comes to sci-fi science, is a little bit sketchy. Now, I'm not going to be the guy who's like, oh, you know, I have a physics degree, this is not how wormholes work, or blah, blah, blah. I won't be that guy. Yeah. I do appreciate that when they're in the so he gets drafted into the research part. Yeah, like they do like a regular like basic grunt level marine corps draft. And they draft other people to the research division. These people have a special role. They already would have been dead in their timeline anyway mm-hmm. to go and move forward to help develop something yep. else. Okay. So his character ends up going into research and moving forward and they land in this big giant shit storm right off the bat. They had a bad jump or whatever. Is it a spoiler? To, to it's not, it, it's in the opening. Um, but one of the things before they make this jump, you can see something is not quite right. And even beforehand, you know, they're, they room full of a bunch of really smart people. Okay. Yes. Like we're talking like engineers, physicists, All these other people that get drafted, and one guy is like the leader of like, what, the mathematics department at like Georgia Tech? Listen, enormously smart people. Big brains in this room, people. And they're asking these like rapid fire questions, unfortunately, to these guys that just don't really have the answer. And they're like, "Well, how's this bridge work?" And they're like, "Well, we can give you the real details, but it's basically held together with chicken wire and chewing gum." Yeah. <laughs> and I laugh at that. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Well, we can only jump forward to set points in time because think about like jumping from one life raft to the other, where they're constantly moving down the river." I actually appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Because that's a timeline thing. Like some people believe. Mm-hmm. Listen, you you believe your own time travel theories. I won't be. <laughs> I won't get deep into my listen a giant fucking dork I have a lot of them um, <laughs> like that's one of the things like as time moves forward you have to continue move forward in the future like that's one of those linear timeline yeah. things and the guy was like why don't you just build other rafts and he's like we can't yeah. <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> like he just gets <laughs> real serious he's like we can't well, yeah, so,
1: so, so he, he, he says that that you know we were lucky that we could create the one that we did
2: yeah we're barely hanging on yeah. here.
0: So so okay. Well, the 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 takeaway here is humanity is fighting a war. It's in bad shape. You know, it's losing. losing. Yeah, it's one hundred percent losing this war. There's little hope for any kind of a future. What
2: they say? By the time they come and get the research people,
0: they're all down to like half. 000, a, yeah, half
2: a million people. Five hundred thousand humans left on the planet. the
0: planet. Well, it's see. Okay, so here's where one of the movie just it just goes wrong on so many different levels. But <laughs> here's so Chris Pratt how do you feel about this, Grayson? <laughs> <laughs> just, just give me a give me a second. So Chris Pratt, we've we've had the Marvel for the past what seven, eight, nine movies. He's he's been in several been of them. He's been in he's Star way. Lord. And Chris Pratt has kind of developed still a still in good shape. He's kind of developed a, a reputation for he's not funny, but he's trying to be funny. I think he's uh, funny. What are you being know, I mean, mean to Chris Pratt? God damn. Chris Pratt, I'm just saying little his little character girl, that's defend that's, yourself. That's the, Please reach me, out. Can you give me a chance to just hold on a second, gentlemen? Fine. Give me a second. Fine. My goodness. Hold on, he's so he's, but he's has. not funny. That's he's one of the worst parts of the MCU is Chris Star, Star Lord. At least,
2: Jesus.
0: But he's, I, I mean, thought, you did say it. So, well, okay. And the when was the last time you were impressed by anything? You, you walked away saying, Wow, that Chris Pratt, he's good. When was it?
2: I loved him in the first Guardians.
0: I love him in the second guard. I loved him in Everwood back in 2004. But that's, that's the whole thing. But so Chris Pratt to me is. I don't like
2: Chris Pratt. God damn, I didn't know this. I
0: do like Chris Pratt. I don't have a problem with him. It's, but this is a different thing for him. This is a different role. You Did Did you notice how after the seatbelt comment, there's no other funny quips.
2: But so right, because it kind of gets more serious after well, that. that's what, oh, I mean, I mean wait, 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 wait <laughs> it's hold like on, like on, on. roll. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it does get more serious, and even though, it's, you know, Thanos destroying strong universe, I guess, isn't serious, but you're, you're, you're right, you're right. So he's a guy who hasn't, didn't get where he wants to be, and he gets, so for some reason, he he's on some kind of, for at least a while, he's on some kind of protected, can't be drafted because he's a teacher kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yes. so he finally does get drafted. And I actually love the scene when he's, because what, what I love about script writing and filmmaking is the, the, the writer and the director, when they're telling the story, they're choosing what information to give you when they give it. And when he's being like evaluated, we get a lot of information there real quick. For example, he, he gives that funny seatbelt clip, but I guess we're going on the driving test. And they're like, no. And then, and then you know, they, they take some of his blood. And then they're like, well, he's like, why, hold on. Why would you mention that date? And they're like, well, because you're dead because you're, you're, you're dead in that date. And so it gives us a you know, timeline that we, okay, now we can work with this. And in a movie that jumps, is crazy to begin with, the story, It's I kind of was okay with the way they presented those facts when they were prepping him, because then he had to go home tell his family, tell his daughter. And, of course, the whole the father-daughter, father-son is the crux, and there's a double redemption in the end, which, of course, I love, because I love double redemption. I love redemption, period. But when you get two of it, that's that's the best part of it. Um, I loved the – I mean I don't know how you guys felt about the whole J.K. Simmons finally explaining to Chris Pratt's Dan Forster why he did what he
2: did. So J.K. Simmons' character for a while, and I'll be honest, I thought they had wasted him in this I role. I too. I was worried about Because, it. listen, we see J.K. Simmons fairly early on in this movie, and then honest. you don't see him for like an hour and a half. And when he comes back, when he returns to the movie in his part – I'm all for J.K. Simmons and everything. I appreciated his character. Yeah. Like it, may, his character makes far more sense on the back end of the movie. It's almost like I watched the movie and then I learned why it mattered. You know, <laughs> weird. Um, but yeah, I was really worried there when we got the we had J.K. Simmons on screen for like less than ten minutes. Um, that that was all we we're going to get from him because you know he's
0: well. I have like a feeling. I dude. have I have a feeling this movie changed quite a bit. I don't you think. think so? I don't think the 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 one the, the story we got after the. Well, the, them going to Russia and, you know, you know you know what I'm talking about. I don't think that was originally the ending. It, it, I don't think it could have been only because the the part where – so, okay, a, l- a little bit of a – just give me two seconds here with Chris Pratt. So f- um, he hates his father and we see this by sure. – even, even though James Forrester, J.K. Simmons sends a birthday card to his granddaughter, he doesn't – Chris Pratt gets it and immediately throws it in the trash saying, I don't want him to have anything to do with – Obviously, there's some bad blood there. We get it. And then his explanation about he came back for what? What, Nam? Yes. He came back from Nam. He wasn't... His head wasn't right, and he just couldn't get things... He just couldn't get things right. So he left, and he did it for... The well, his, his
2: story at the end, when he's telling, well, why he couldn't come back, it's it's a real story. Yeah. Like, that's... No, and... I, I totally get that. And they, they do the mirror of that,
0: but they only half hardly do it, which is why I think the ending wasn't supposed to be what it was. And the, the 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 huge emotional scene when in the future the rig which that's a whole different conversation about the rig and the defenses and how these things can swim too. And it's like how do you possibly have any defense against these goddamn You don't.
2: Race? You lose extinction yeah, level. Yeah extinction level. So spoiler I, they don't they, win.
0: <laughs> the incredibly emotional scene when and, and I like how they didn't hide it from Chris Pratt who the woman in the future it like look we all knew who it was Sure. relatively know, yeah. quickly yes we, we, yes within minutes of going no the but then he movie. finds
2: out like 30 seconds after we're sure of it is, yeah. so which yeah, is good they, yeah they didn't beat they, around the bush with that they
0: have some good conversations um that's what i like about it. there's no like she's like she's she she doesn't waste any time she's like we're losing this war we have one more chance to 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 come out on top and if we don't we're dead we're all dead and then of course the big emotional scene is when she's falling from the rig and he's falling trying to hold her hand and that's a hugely emotional scene and i i I will refute that to anyone who says this movie is complete trash and i can see why someone would think that because the movie is not great but that scene isolated by itself is wonderful that to me is the at one point was the was the climax and then we had four or five minutes afterwards and that was the movie i think some things were changed around in the order to make a longer movie or because someone had a better idea with the what if they go find the alien craft like, uh that's where the movie completely falls apart to me. You think so? Because there's when they go to do that, they have a have no. no that. They have a no win scenario there. It, 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 I mean, all, also, it's all. I mean, everything to me with sci-fi comes back to the 2001: Space Odyssey or Alien, because that was exactly what the ship and Alien was. Chris, you would agree with me on that, right? I've never seen that movie. Oh, I thought okay, never mind. I thought you were a huge Alien. So Alien. Alien is they they you oh, know. How the I on this podcast, guys? Uh, so I'm and really the, considering the question <laughs> right now too. And so Roger, then it you wasn't before it, now, then alien, but so we will talk to you about next week before you leave. <laughs> so this is the same ship from Alien. There's a there's a pilot who's dead, and then there's a alien craft carrying cargo, a deadly organism that will wipe out everyone it touches, like just Wait, completely it, it, is that wipe that Prometheus? out. Prometheus? That's not that's Prometheus. Oh my goodness, it's Gross. also alien. Oh, alien on. was ni- in 1979. It, it, it's
2: alien. <laughs> But yes, it is Prometheus.
0: Yes, so, yeah. So okay, here okay. But here's my point: is when they finally realize that there's more than a few on that on that spaceship, and they can't kill them all, the world is dead a second time. That's what I don't like about this. Is it's a no win scenario from the get go for those guys. I don't. What's know why wrong with that? with that? Hold on, hold on. What's wrong with that? About they aren't lost once, and they're going to. Why do we have to win? Well, no, see, okay, give me, okay. That's where I was going with this is in recent memory, weeks ago, like we're talking months, maybe months ago, you said, you know. Every you guys don't always win? Yeah, every
2: once in a while, we, win, yeah, every, in a
0: while we, we can get a movie where we lose, and it, it's, it's complete fiction. So I completely agree with you. I don't know why we always have to come out on top, and, and it, it kind of goes against what, what I like in films, but it. it no, if it happens every once in a while, what's what's the harm in it? But if it's done right, it can this, be incredible. Okay, hold on. I have a
1: counterpoint to this. And I, I, we, we jumped way far on this already, right? yeah, movie. But that's okay. This movie isn't about the aliens.
2: I don't think so. No, well, it's not. Was, uh, was, hold
1: on. It. This movie isn't about the aliens, and this movie isn't about the war. There's a war in this movie, and there's, there's aliens in this movie. This movie is about Chris Pratt's character's relationship with his family. Of course it is. That's that's what I'm talking about, the double redemption. Well, well then it doesn't matter that they that they beat these aliens, even though they shouldn't have beat these aliens. But
0: my, here's my point of why this movie really isn't great, is they waste time in all the wrong places. And that's what kills me, is they have a better movie here by never, ever going back to the... Until they solve it in the future, never going back to the present, and then that have that, that being the ending of the film. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But well, again, so that's what I'm I talk about. That's why we dissect it.
1: It was A lot. Something I was saying about when I was watching this movie after it was over, I thought about saying this on the podcast was that I have. It's amazing that I that this movie is more believable in the first half than the second half. But the time traveling, war fighting, wormhole jumping is the most believable part of this movie compared to the second half of this movie, where they, you know, they come back and they go find a spaceship and blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? I agree with you there. That. It, it's a tough sell when your time travel war is more believable than your. I found an alien ship in Russia <laughs> because of volcanic ash.
0: Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. You know, what I, I mean? mean, but there are so many flags there that I just chose to ignore. I mean, like you—you well, you can't just fly anything into Russia. Before, but, I mean, blow you out of the air so fast. No,
1: no, no listen to Undetectable, had to had to fly low. That's why. That's why yeah, it's well, J.K. Simmons
0: yeah. comes yeah. back. But... I, I get it, but I mean,
1: that whole thing was. And then, it and just and the, those, left and then those two fighting the female all alone on the
0: tundra, cool as shit. Yeah, they're dead. But the queen alien, I mean the queen. Incorrect.
2: She's dead.
0: (laughs) I saw the movie. (laughs) But all
1: that being said, this is one of the better sci-fi movies I've watched in a long time. I'm a sci-fi guy. Like I was entertained with this movie pretty much from
0: start to finish. I enjoyed my ride. This is a cool movie. But but again, we, we talked earlier about how things, if they're fun, this movie moves just fast enough that it doesn't, you're not asked to like really reflect on what you've seen, and I kind of dig that because is that yeah, what I'm
2: doing right now?
0: Well, <laughs> but that's whoever was editing this; they figured that out pretty early on Maybe. in editing this because I mean it moves so fast that, and, and they and in, in any of the combat situations, they never have any any no one ever has any shot. They're, those those aliens are too big, too strong, too fast. Well, I so mean, I don't you know, know why they keep. That's this the whole is thing. Is that's why they're losing? Well, yeah, of, of course. Devastatingly. But they also yeah. never, but they also never really have an object. They never know what they have to do. Well, There's so like
2: that. that's, that's not entirely true. The one mission they get dropped into, they end up they're supposed to get from point A to point B to collect some samples. Then it becomes a search and rescue mission. Find out all those people are dead. Then it becomes an immediate extraction. Okay, that's how that's how missions work. Sometimes you change on the fly, get in, get out, and then. But I mean, that's not even really the part, because he does, they don't do much. Military stuff. Once he gets established in with the sciency side, the only thing that they do is they go get the female or queen or whatever you're going to call her. Is she the only female?
0: Do no, we there's, know this? There's there's okay.
2: So, but she's,
0: um, she's the queen. She's like the one that gives that's life. That's the that's the that's the she's level. a female. They don't female. call her the queen. They're I do. Yeah, she's just a female.
1: Um, I don't they, think there's they, more
0: than one though. There are. I watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, so I when I was reading about it, someone because no, no,
2: they say during the thing, females are very rare and much oh, okay, more okay. They okay. Just, the only
1: see one female; she's the only female we see the entire movie with Are multiple females mentioned?
2: Um, but yeah, the only other time you see him really jump into combat is when they go extract the female. Yeah, and true. it gets pretty shitty. Uh, <laughs> and I actually thought that was kind of neat how they're like dragging her and they're like jumping to try to catch her. I thought that was oh, yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't really have a problem with any of that. Like This, to me, is popcorn sci-fi at its best. Well,
1: it's, it's um, like I said, as a as a lover of sci-fi movies, this movie was pretty good. I've seen way worse sci-fi movies oh, yeah.
2: in the last year. Absolutely. Listen, it looks pretty cool. The story's okay. It's Yeah, it's semi-believable. Um, I don't know why we why you think it's not better than what it is, but I mean, that's, that's your call on that. I don't think there's anything really wrong with this movie. It's probably longer than it needed to be. Um, that's really the only gripe I have with it. Listen, it's it's not an Oscar winner. It never was going to be that. This is, hey, it's 4th of July weekend. You guys want to see aliens get blown up? Hell yes, I do. And that's what this movie is. Here's some quick
1: facts about the movie. It's better than you think it is. It's more fun than you think it is.
2: And the viewership numbers are better than what, what we thought it was going to be. Actually, it's doing pretty good viewership yeah. number wise. Um, I did see that, and it's already got a greenlit sequel. So wow. yeah, all right. So there's that.
0: Well, like, what okay. is it? What is the?
2: What do we? What is the sequel? Bro, <laughs> bro, if we can time travel, we can have a sequel. Fine, yeah.
0: I
1: get it. But like, well, and, and here's the thing: the, the, the sequel could be the fact that they, they unearthed this ship thirty years ahead of schedule. Think about it, because mm-hmm. this war doesn't start until way later on in their future, but they actually go and find the ship instead of these things thawing out and digging out. Yeah. So they may have begun Their timeline has changed. Early. Yeah. So they've altered everything. The The future that was going to happen is no longer a possible future for them in
2: this timeline. Well, in one really damning... Not damning. One really commanding factor in this is if we invented time travel 30 years from now, that means we can invent time travel. Now. And also, a lot of these people have this tech. J.K. <laughs> yes. characters,
1: for example, he has a whole freezer chest full of these armbands. Yes, you see them. Yep. So there's there's the possibility, and and, he and seems, there's and there's people still here that were from the future. Yep. And he's a very and he's a very very you know screw the government kind of guy. Yeah. He could use that tech immediately to start black market selling that kind of stuff, yep. and it gets in the wrong hands. It's, we have a whole different movie.
2: I think it can be very interesting what they decide to do with the sequel of this. Like, I enjoy this movie. Listen, I understand it's not great. It's not going to win an award. I will happily eventually watch this movie again. Yeah. Like, with little or no qualms to it. I like the idea of it dropping in during the World Cup. I like the idea of them having to go try to fight a war in the future. Like, I like that entire premise. It's, it's nifty. It's something we've never really seen in the yeah. sci fi, which it's hard to get new sci fi ideas, yeah. especially based around time travel. Now it really is. Let me ask you guys a question because this is the one thing that bothered me.
1: I didn't look into this movie at all. I didn't really watch the trailers. What we watched here, sure. So Same. when I was watching this movie, do you guys like the villain,
2: quote unquote? Who's the villain? The alien. The villain. Yeah, the alien is they Their yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm okay with that. Okay. Now listen, I think they could have done a better job explaining what they may have known about it to Maybe. to them. But I don't know if we need to know that as a as a consumer. I think the aliens one look look awesome. They were definitely unique
1: choices with the way that they like they looked and their like their biology powers and, powers and whatever. How, however, I was a little bit let down that they weren't humanoid intelligent aliens that were just invading. So it was it was strange how they delivered okay. it, but I like the fact that they give you a little
2: bit more at the end of this movie. Well, so yeah, explaining what they are. That was that was, they, they that was what I was going to circle back. I like the idea of maybe they're not colonizing. Yeah. Maybe their world ender. Yeah. Like we drop these in, we let them do a thing, we circle back and we terraform this bitch and it's ours. Or
0: suck the resources out yeah. of it and move on. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Like well, no, the, those those things were definitely meant to be planet exterminators, like planet Well, pl- planet they, they talk about the, well, the, the, the hold,
2: hold on. That may or may not be true because listen, that plant that ship crashed here. Yes. It didn't land. Yeah.
0: It well, no, no, crashed. no, I mean wherever it was meant to go, it was meant sure, yeah, well, to be all the indigenous things.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean listen, in Earth they destroy things. They may not, you know, get super nerdy for a second. Where they may have been going, that might not have been their mission. True. So. True.
1: But yeah, but I just,
2: I, I, I was a little bit let down that these were, you know,
1: intelligent, you know, just alien invaders taking over the earth for whatever they wanted to. But in the end, I still enjoyed this movie. It has the, the one issue I had with it was the fact that they were all these, these just kind of mindless creatures that just wanted to eat everything. It's kind of the Marvel villain syndrome, right? Where it's always just this faceless horde of enemies.
0: Well, but, but does, it be, it. does it need to be anything more than it was? Well, that,
1: that's, that's kind of that's kind of this one saving grace is at least it's a war based, you know, extinction level movie. So you know, a uh, hordes and hordes of these basically zerglings that they're fighting. You know, it kind of makes sense. Zerglings is it, okay. Dork. Yeah, I'm right? <laughs> a dork too. But I think that an endless horde of intelligent, you know weapon-toting aliens would have been a little bit more like scratching my nerdy sci-fi itch. But this was a good movie regardless, and I like the way they explained it. No, no. What what, what,
0: what we got was there's... They shouldn't have been, you know, walking on two legs with guns, whatever. That's been... What we got is fine. I don't think they would have... Anything would have been different. I I think the movie would have been a lot worse had there been an invading humanoid alien force. I think so. Why? Because... Because then not only do we not do we not, not have a chance is but the enemies like they can they regroup and they, I mean it just it, it makes it that we were already <laughs> winning <laughs> yeah you badly that's my point though is yes right there I, uh, worse, but I mean bad. I I love so, I I, I love certain things about this I loved how they didn't Chris Pratt wasn't the comedy guy the other guy was uh, Sam Richardson who was Charlie the math teacher yeah or the no he was like the physics he was like pretty high up and he was. He was more than a math teacher. Um, he was got the guy that delivered the funny lines, and we're, we're like
2: the Amazon of the science community. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, so, I like that. I like when Chris Pratt came back from the tour. He
2: or well, you like to poor bastard have a severe PTSD. No, no,
0: no. But like that was he Yard. finally understood his father on another on another level because when he came back, his hands were like his hands were shaking he was he understood what the father sleep, was yeah
2: he, he understood finally up.
0: what his father was doing and like that's you know part of the redemption and then of course he gets the you know that that wonderful scene i referenced about the when the when their ocean fortress finally gets over which i thought was pretty cool by the way all the defensive whatever they, they had those drones but like again they never stood a chance in hell like that was as soon as those things found that thing that they were they were done um i love I me mean, that was wonderful emotion i loved it i mean you guys watched that and you had to be like "Grayson's gonna dig this i know it that's that was the high point of the movie that is the strongest part of the film is that moment
2: i think you're overplaying the emotional levity of this movie to me
0: <laughs> well it's definitely uh, you're it, digging
2: it, too deep on it for real like listen like i said earlier yeah, this it's, is...
0: it's there to do but the thing is it's there to to it's there i mean the the whole this movie i mean the the him and his daughter are a huge part of this like but like seventy five percent of this movie, sure, of course, that is the movie. Here we're not. I mean, like Chris said, it's not. There's, this is a father daughter movie that happens to be time traveling, future war, or whatever. But I mean, that's yeah, that's what it is. Um, I love. I mean, there's so much to love about this movie, but I just don't think it works fundamentally as a.
2: I just don't think you like this movie. God I think.
0: Of... I mean, that's okay.
2: But yeah, I, I no, think you.
0: Re- I came out of my room and I t- told Amy, "Amy, I watched Tomorrow World. I loved it. Did I not say that, Amy? Yeah, she's shaking her head. I texted you guys, hey, you know, because I watched the wrong movie for the wrong week, and I was like, you guys are gonna love it. I, it's I thought it was pretty rad. But like, I just have things to say about it that I didn't
2: score. Well, yeah. So because yeah, I will challenge you for all this negative things that you have said about this. Like, how are you gonna score this movie, buddy? Well, no, oh, yeah.
0: I talked to I talked to someone today. We had a at length conversation, but. This the, what I, I mean, I'm gonna give this movie a four. I thought you liked this movie. You like this movie. I like parts of it, but overall I don't think it works as a full movie. I think so you anyway, don't like this movie. I, I get you. Oh my goodness, guys, you gotta stop. So here's the thing about that is I thought the ending. You were, after, hold on. No, I
2: want to premise this. You gave this movie a four. We rate five as average. You did I'm, not like this movie. I'm I'm
0: I'm getting to my explanation. Had it been Cut differently, and then without the, I this movie was a six or a seven until he gets his team together to go to the alien spacecraft in the end. That's what killed it for me because it didn't need to happen, and it just it just ruined the entire. And to at least to me, it ruins the entire movie, one hundred percent. I mean, again, so, that's so just me. That's just me. So the last last act comes in and bombs the movie for Grayson, which, which which sure which is fine. Yeah, that's I what that's I'm what did it in. For I mean, I was digging it. I mean, the whole you know finds his daughter. Yo, he she explains to him he sees that the the future is dismal and then you know they get to they get to have their emotional moments then there's an incredibly emotional moment he goes back with the PTSD i click the i stopped it for a second i'm like oh no there's still 30 minutes left oh no <laughs> what are we going to do now and then they you know that's, that's just where i'm sitting with it i've you know somewhere between a 3 and a 5 but i'm giving it a 4 all right, all right i'll go
1: next so i've scored this movie a a, a hard a hard six and a half. I enjoyed it. It scratched a lot of good itches. I didn't like how long it was, and I and I definitely meant what I said when I said that it's it's a tough sell when the first half of your time traveling war movie is more believable than the second half, where that doesn't have any of that in it. So that was the only thing for me. I like the aliens. I wish they were a little bit different, as I stated, but good story. Uh, they do a good job explaining, like you know, how the time travel works, which is important in a movie like this to at least make it viable. In some sense, and I don't know. I just I liked the action. I thought Chris Pratt was funny in it when the moments he was supposed to be. And I liked the characters that they introduced. I didn't I didn't hate any character, and that's big. I think
2: in a movie like this. So sure, that's actually, that's definitely important. Yeah, Six and a half for me. I liked it. So I'm coming a little bit lower than you. I'm coming at uh, about a six. No. Um, this movie is a slightly above average sci-fi flick for me. Uh, it it scratches and itches. You want to see some aliens get shot up? You want to see stuff blow up? That's what this movie is. Um, this movies We're talking about emotional levity in this movie. I don't know why we do that sometimes. Um, why we talk about it or why it's there? What, either.
0: both. Yeah. Well, um, without emotional levity, you don't have a movie.
2: Of course you do. We go to the future, we get beat up, we come back, we blow the ends up now. We still have the same movie. But, but You don't but, have to have the daughter. But, you don't but, have to have the dad.
0: Well, tell, tell me you, me, tell no, me you can't no, have I, the same movie. Well, you can, but then you can't have those characters... That's right, then you
2: don't have the emotional levity, just like I just said. But
0: they chose so, to go with it, so that's my point, is they chose
2: right. to put the daughter and the father in, so... Sure, and I understand that, but I don't think it matters in this movie. I think if you're watching this movie and you're like, oh, Dad needs his redemption story, I don't care if Dad died at the as soon as he jumped time forward. I love J.K. Simmons as a character, I love him as an actor, but if if I'd only seen them for 10 minutes of the movie, I never would have cared. I was ready to see them for 10 minutes. I didn't know I,
1: sure. you know. I didn't expect them to come back. I thought they wasted
2: them like you said mm-hmm. it
0: earlier.
2: I thought we were done with them. When he comes back and is like, listen, we're going to try to do this. I'm okay with that ending too. Is it the strongest part of the movie? No, absolutely it's not. But like, this is not a movie I'm ever going to really psychoanalyze. I look at it as you want to shoot em up alien movie. They give you a shoot em up alien movie. And it's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, it's a middle of the road movie. I mean, there's nothing
0: wrong with your score. I mean, I, I, I dig it. I don't have to
2: justify my score to you.
0: I, I, I wish, well, I mean, the whole thing is your reasons why you're giving it the score you do. That's what we do on this show. But no, I mean, I I don't have any problem with any. I mean, if someone's given a 10, that's fine. I just want no, to. No, you fine. can't give this
2: movie oh. a 10. Yeah, yeah,
1: that'd be tough. Well, you give it a 10, 10 I'll right, no,
0: it. I would make the opposite argument. You can't give this movie a 1
1: either. Because it's it's, be, it's better than a 1, right? You know what I mean? You know, someone, even if even they hate sci fi,
0: they hate movies, This movie is. Has enough emotional levity in it to be better than a lot. Well, hold on a second. Now, to someone like your point of view, a sci-fi guy, you haven't seen the best of the sci-fi. So, how do you know what the best of it is? You haven't seen the best of the sci-fi. My experience is
1: mine, and what I've seen is what is what I. What he considers
2: the best of his sci-fi. Well,
1: fine, but I mean, two
0: thousand one.
2: You don't get to set the bar for what you think is the best sci-fi movie. We've discussed this
0: before. No, no, you're you're right. You're 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 not wrong. But like AFI, they got to have some weight here. I'm just saying, like. The band, the American I mean, yes. mean, Film what they what they rate. I mean, I'm just some of the best sci-fi movies ever made. Like, I mean, I'm considering, I'm putting it against that. That's the whole thing. I get you. So, I mean, a, a lot of my sci-fi I grew up was like was like TV showrunners and stuff like that. Not really. That real I mean, that's fair. Like, you remember? I used to love the Tomorrow People. I don't know if you ever saw that yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I used to I used to love that show. Oh my goodness! Listen, a, that's, solid, that's a solid watch. I mean. You know what show actually was pretty decent, Rod? You may remember this too, Chris. You, I mean, it was a show with Chris O'Donnell. Um, what was the
2: sliders? Sliders?
0: Yeah, I
1: didn't know Chris O'Donnell, but yeah, well, I, I sliders. Sliders. It was good.
0: Anyway, so okay, so okay, Tomorrow War, we're a little tepping on. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Well, I mean, it was it was
1: year four to six to six and a half. This movie lands about a five. You know, it, it's somewhere in the
0: middle. It's watchable. That's my point, though, is like that's, you know, if, if, you're, I'm, in I'm sci- if, 5. if you're in a sci-fi watch this movie, you probably won't be You probably won't be disappointed. Well, but th- this also has, and we talked about this as of recently, this also has the added bonus of it's streamable on something that everyone has. Everyone's got oh, Amazon. Okay. Everyone and their mother has Amazon. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's, it's a very easy watch. It's streamable. Watch it yeah. one in the morning. Watch it five in the morning. It doesn't matter. Watch whatever you want.
2: Or at a normal time, like when normal people watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> but if you you're watch- also allowed to do that, <laughs>
0: yeah. the point is, movie theaters aren't open at five in the morning, so like you can't. But like this just opens up the opportunity to watch it. At different Doesn't time.
2: mean I can't watch a movie there. That's a good point. Right.
0: That's a good. And we we, we did right, let's watch talk about movies. the important
2: stuff today.
0: Let's talk about the Marvel movie of the week, Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> Big Alright, Black Widow came out the last week, and this this one in this particular is directed by Kate Shortland, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Weiss. We have Ray Weinstone, Violet McGraw, uh, O. T. Fagmanelli, Olga Kurlenko, which you remember from what was the second Bond movie called with the with Daniel Craig? Um, Quantum. Quantum of Solace. Quantum of mm-hmm. Solace. Uh, William Hurt. Which is weird to me, and I was trying to make the link the entire time because he was in the, the Hulk movie in the MCU with Edward Norton, William Hurt. And I was trying to think, how do they link this? How is this possibly going to link? Because he plays the same character, I'm pretty sure. Thunderbolt Ross, baby. Yep. Uh, Roger, take it away. What is Black Widow and why? where in the timeline does it Hey, Black Widow is a
2: story about the Black Widow that falls in between Civil War and the beginning of the Infinity War saga. Finn.
0: Theme. Got him. This has been episode
2: 235. <laughs> 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 no, no, Listen, no, no, if no. you did that, that'd be the funniest thing you've ever done.
0: Okay, okay, let's... Okay, so obviously Marvel is a small franchise you may have heard of, you know, the, the MCU, you know. It's done How little... many
2: movies is this now? Is this like 22, 23? Well,
0: the end of... Like Hold on. So after, so Spider Man was movie twenty four. the The first Tom Holland Spider Man was no the Spider. second one. The second one was movie twenty four. So this has got to be this is the next movie, right? This is and we get
2: three. We get three Marvel movies in six months.
0: Yeah, well, but, but because of the this was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, it's all
2: right though. I'm just talking about now.
0: Um, yeah. So this is what movie twenty five. This is the first Marvel movie after the second Spider Man, right? I don't know. After Night Monkey. I guess I should go look at that, huh? That's I think so. This is, this here. must be movie 2025, then. I think it is. Anyway, so... I, this is the movie... This is about a little bit of her... This makes the character of Black Widow by Charles Johansson a little more of a full character for us. We understand her motivations. We get to see some of her family. Which, by the way, I love David Harbour and Rachel Weiss in this. I think they're wonderful. Um, I, I think her weird family is just what that character needed because... The whole thing about Black Widow is we never know anything about her past. And, for instance, her and Hawkeye referenced the Budapest incident, incident which this is not. Um This is not the Budapest incident. Budapest. Um, but we knew that she's had kind of a rough backlog, a backstory. And now we get to see some of it. Uh, it's kind of surprising how some of it plays out. I didn't expect it, how some of it was going to play out. And I'm happy that I know it now, only because it's, it's a little darker than I thought it was. And I dig that
2: yeah yeah all right (laughs) this is is movie 24 24 oh
0: so spider must be 23 then okay
2: yes easy math
0: all right when you guys feel free to chime in at any time oh uh well
1: i I was just letting you take it away so with the way this movie breaks down right i was talking about it with my wife We, we watched this movie in theaters together and she really dug this movie, I think, a little more than I did. That That's not me saying that I didn't like it. But the way this movie starts, right, it starts with the whole family aspect and showing you, like, you know, like, where they kind of began on this. And the way it's delivered to you is that the little sister um, doesn't know that they're not actually, like, a family, doing the family thing, but Natasha's character does. Yes. Right. So because of one, their age gap, yes. yeah. So, like, so like she knows that this is good, she knows this isn't permanent. Whereas the younger sister, you know, this is like her family to this is the only one she's ever known, and that plays a lot into like the whole character arc of of her care of her side of things. Instead of you know Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow character, and I really enjoyed her character in this. Uh, who was her name? Yelena? Yelena. Yeah, I, I think she was far more interesting in this movie than what we got for Black Widow, I even mean, though this is kind of her movie. I like the family aspect of this movie. Had a very fast nine feel. I enjoyed that. A lot of car c- car crashes Toretto. To so I was expecting to hear that. Movie. But I liked that broke into, into my house. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because they break into that house. They do. Anyway
2: <laughs> police come into my house. So this movie isn't
1: your normal Marvel movie, like by the numbers that they usually do? No, it is
2: not. This movie Well, it's hard to well, so we're we're used to the paint by numbers Marvel introduction to character. Yeah. We don't we sort of get a piece of that, but we already know Black Widow pretty well at this point. Yeah,
1: so this is so this is kind of in a weird space for Marvel. They haven't gone back and done like a prequel like this out of order. Because you get Captain America first, right? You get his movie where it kind of introduces him you get Thor introducing Thor to the MCU, all this. We haven't got the Black Widow movie till now. But, yes, yeah, she's been in everything,
2: you know, tons sure. of movies. She's been in since Iron Man 2. Yeah.
1: So them coming back in and showing off this character and kind of, you know, a, a previous story is it's almost like they weren't sure what to do with this. But they pull it off, I think, in a great way with the whole bringing the family aspect in and bringing these other characters in around her that kind of began to shape, you know, who she was who she kind of forgets along the way, right? And then pull that back in with sure. the picture, bringing in her sister, quote-unquote sister. And they had fun with it, I think. Even though this isn't your normal like high-action-y movie for Marvel, the action was kind of toned down, right? There wasn't a
0: ton of fight scenes. I mean, before. not really. That, don't, no, not that... Wait, wait, wait. You mean not really as in Chris is wrong or not really as in you're agreeing with what he's saying?
1: I agree with what he's saying. Yeah, like, like, like there aren't a ton of fight scenes. And when they are, they don't go very long, Right. And even like the climax of this movie isn't this huge big fight at the end? It's a lot of little stuff that happens all the way through. Well, this
0: there's is... a there's a thing there's a
2: space station falling oh, That, you that That's me? that's the he just said that's the climax though. Yeah. Um, this movie in this movie's defense with that, you know, we're coming off the recent Marvel movies of the most recent, which is Spider Man. We have some big holographic thing. that looks like your giant monsters are tearing things up. Yeah. Um, and then obviously before that with all the actual space monsters coming to <laughs> kill us um in Infinity War. Yeah. Um so yeah, this is a little bit smaller scale for them. You know, all we're talking about is giant floating space station like thing that crashes to the ground. Yeah. Spoiler, it crashes to the ground. Um but yeah, it's it's weird how it's not weird. I'm sorry, it's different how they set this in between certain movies. I like the backstory sort of space filling movie because yeah. you know if you think about at the end of not oh. the end at the beginning of the infinity war movie where they're talking about how everybody else had been broken out of prison yes. this movie ends with that part about to take place yes. Yes. so um that's kind of neat how they feel like that how long do you think this was like a, a week-long gap between those two movies no 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 well yeah between the end of black widow and I figure it's like a two-week gap in between that before she breaks them actually out of prison, Probably, right? Absolutely, honestly, yeah. Something similar to that? Yeah. But yeah, so this it's sets up like it. the week before that, I guess. Yeah. So the, the week in the life of uh, Black Widow. <laughs> so um, I, I like the storytelling side of this because, listen, so you may, you may know some of her story with the Red Room and how she's trained. And, you know, you get to see another person that's been through with Yelena's story and uh, she's probably the strongest part of this movie. I agree. Mostly because, and I talked to you guys about this before, bringing someone like Florence Pugh into Marvel in what can be a great role of, you know, like another widow. And I'm okay with that. Like, people can have that same mantle. Um, like she's going to be so good, man. She was good in the movie, right? Yes. Like Florence Pugh,
0: I mean, Florence Pugh is good, arguably better than She's Star an, an
2: incredible young actress.
0: Yeah, she's extremely good. Uh, she was almost, I thought, better than Scarlet was herself. But
2: well, I mean, it, it, even well, though- this is Scarlet Swan song, right? Like yeah. this is kind of her, you know. This is the end of your story. Here's your own solo film. Because listen, and I'm going to be spoilery here for a minute, so deal with it. This she's still dead, okay? Mm-hmm. The whole thing that I, everybody was talking about. Hey, at the end of Black Widow, is she going to be dead or not? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes.
1: Well, like, um, and I,
2: Well, I think it closes the loop on that character. You don't have to think, is she in flux anymore? Yeah. Now, am I saying we never see Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow again? I'm absolutely not saying that. But how they can progress the MCU forward, she's not there. Yeah. And that's okay. And, Grayson, you should be thrilled with this.
0: I am very <laughs> thrilled with this. As a matter of fact, when the movie ended, I clapped because I couldn't have been happier. Of happy course on. you did. That she was still dead, only because I just—that was when I, you guys know, that was when my big Grace Grayson was in. overly
2: concerned that death doesn't mean anything in the MCU. But guess what? It does. Yeah. At least to this point, it took them twenty-three movies to do it. Twenty-two movies. To do I mean, it.
0: Uh, yes, that, that's that's a thing. But yes, that's, <laughs> I'm happy that she's, and then the, the movie bookends well with how it starts and how it, you know, where the characters are when this ends. Uh, and people, please, please, please stay for the credits. It's of
2: course it's, it's a Marvel the movie. always stay. Oh yeah, yeah. Like,
1: like like in my in our theater, two people
2: left or something. Yeah, like that. It's, you know. dude had to piss, bro. I get it. Maybe. Yeah, I've been there. I'll, I'll come back and watch from the watch from the hallway. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. I've been there. I know. I know. I got like six minutes. I gotta go pee. Um, I do want to talk about some stuff that I didn't like about this yeah. movie because, um, this movie is very Marvel. Um, it is not their worst stuff. It is not their best stuff. This is, I hate to say it, somewhere in the middle for them. Yeah. Um, probably slots in something around quality like Iron Man 2. It's okay. Um, it's mostly forgettable, though, to me. Um, there's nothing besides introducing the, you know, the couple extra characters uh, of Yulena and the rest of the family and seeing how the Red Room and stuff is taken down. It doesn't really progress a whole lot of MCU storyline. It really does get you from point A to point B in between two movies where we already know what happens. So there was never any risk of her dying, obviously. Yeah, um, which she never really had any trouble with that anyway. Besides the whole "I'm going to parachute off of this thing without a parachute" <laughs> well, it's a cool scene, though, well, it's a cool scene. Um, but yeah, we know she's not going to die. Um, I don't think it takes too much away, but that is something that has to stand out there. Um, I probably could have done with a little bit less of the, the, the Red Guardian dad, like, being a telling shitty dad jokes. You know, like, ha-ha, you know, I'm big and strong, man. Like, okay, after a while, it just it grounds me down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I'm used to Marvel movies having generally funny moments, because a lot of them do. This movie has some of that, and then they keep trying and trying yeah. and trying, and it doesn't work, and it doesn't work, and it doesn't work. So... I think that bothered
1: me. A I think bit. I think Red Guardian. They wanted him to be the the the, the funny glue in the Marvel movie, sure. which, which absolutely exists in a lot of these. And he came off like the funny guy in the Transformers movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it came off more that way, where it's like it was funny once or twice, but it yeah, was like, it shut car- the hell up. This character's becoming stupid. Stop
2: You it. know who had the funniest moment in this movie? Who? Was uh, Yelena's yes. character. Yep. When... She has a lot of good lines. So she, Yelena, well, she's, she she's smart. Yeah. But the part where they're in the helicopter and he's talking about, he's like, what are you on your period or something? She's like, I can't have periods because you gave me to somebody who cut out my fallopian tube.
1: And i was just <laughs> like,
2: oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> like, she eviscerated that man. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> I had a forced hysterectomy that people you gave me to. Yeah. Well, oh, like,
1: oh and, God. And her, um, her lines at the dinner table when they all reunite, her lines are funny there, too. And, and, she and she's just drinking
2: well. heavily, and I oh, appreciate well, course, it. Yeah. Listen, I've been to family dinners like that. <laughs>
0: Well, she, man. I mean, she's also just finding out that they, this isn't, that's not a family. They're not, I mean, she, at least well, not biologically.
2: That's not entirely true. Sure. She knew, yeah. but, you know, she, she says to a point for the longest time, they were her family. She <laughs> didn't know that how this was. I also did appreciate the part of uh, a widow's story where they say that she, her parents, her mother didn't give her up, that she was, you know, selected by genetic markers mm-hmm. And that she was paid off, and that her parent, her mother, tried to find her. Like that added a new wrinkle to that. Not that it really expands her story too yeah. much, but she always she she made a statement many times throughout other Marvel films about how she was discarded by her family, and that's not the case. Yeah. So it does add a little bit more it's a twist to that part of the story. So yeah. um, let's talk about other characters. Let's talk about Taskmaster. Yeah, for, for just a second. Next. We got we got to bring this in. I don't want to spoil who Taskmaster is. Um but if you're a comic book fan it is not that version of Taskmaster. They did
1: the they did your Boy Dirty in this movie. <sighs> did, did not get did not get the screen time in the way that that Taskmaster should have.
2: Sure, but I also think that's because they didn't go with the traditional Marvel Taskmaster character. Well true. And and, and I don't mind the twist they wanted Taskmaster sure. to be. Right? Well the, the, I think that's the most important part because One thing to note, and like I said, I won't say who Taskmaster is. you got to figure it out by yourself. It's not hard to figure out. Um, But at the end of this movie, that person is still alive. Yes. Which is very intriguing to me. Okay. Because the Taskmaster character, now, mind you, I... This isn't, like I said, traditionally, this is not the Marvel Taskmaster. They have full reign to take that character somewhere that could be really cool. It could. It um, could. could be really, really cool. It's almost being be an
1: anti-hero kind of thing with Taskmaster at this point. A vigilante, is, baby. Yeah, which is okay. Which is okay to me.
2: You give me a version of that that's with the Punisher in some form? Cool, buddy. Now, well, I mean, I'm the, here for this. The, yeah. the
0: big takeaway the big there thing. is she's with the Widows, and the Widows are kind of this – they're this force that's out there. and like, Yes. I mean, I feel Which like it's also the,
2: a good way to end that too. I, right. I
0: also think. I mean, they're they're going to come in at a, at, a, at a time when they need to come in. Well, they left that very open to another to another Marvel showrunner, too, right? Yes, because they have all the information
1: of all these widows that are out there now, okay. all over go, the all over the planet. So they could be finding different widows every episode, freeing them from the stuff. They could be like different versions of widows, different like scientific experimentations that this guy had on different girls. So there, there's options for shows and movies or, you know, they're going to pop in and out here all yep. of a sudden, which is a good open end on Marvel's, you know, Disney Marvel's. They, they don't movies, close Disney loops, movies. man. They, they don't all, do it. I mean, they're smart when they don't. Don't get me wrong. But I, I so talking about things we have problems with the movie, I think you either go, I think this movie's strong without Taskmaster in it. You think almost. so? Well, so you go one of two ways, right? You go heavier on Taskmaster than you did, and you kind of cut some of the, the weird filler of finding everybody, getting everybody together, out and make more, make that villain more of a of an overwhelming presence.
2: They did marginalize Taskmaster a lot. They did
1: because she just because Taskmaster shows up and is just there and then gone and there and then gone and that's it. Whereas, and it's never a big threat. You never you're never fearing for anybody. Not just not just uh, Black Widow because we know she survives, right? So either you make Taskmaster the big moving force of this movie, or. Take her out, take it
2: out completely and just use the Widows
1: and make them stronger than the throwaway characters that they are, right? All well, the different girls from the Red Bee.
2: I don't, I don't, I think, I don't think throwaway characters is the right way to say that. The Widows? or Yeah, well, masters? all of, all yeah. of them together is one. They're not really throwaways. However, they are not the primary villain and oh. they do, they absolutely get marginalized towards the end of this. But I think that's for a reason. Yeah. I think it's the show that, hey, all these folks are still alive and they will be doing something else. Because you can't look at the way that that ends and be like, well, we'll never see them again. Yeah, no, of I course well, I think they did that for a reason. Okay. Because without – like there's a bunch of widows, okay, and yeah. Taskmaster. And without those people dying – because listen, plenty of people die in this movie. Yeah. Like you know that they're still out there. And the whole – it wasn't to eliminate widows or to eliminate Taskmaster. It was to bring down the Red Room. Yes. And so they the, – the space station s thing itself is the villain to me as much as well Dracoff. Yeah. Um, because listen, they eliminate Dracoff, Okay, that's the only person they really needed to get rid of, because the way the things shake out between the Widows and Taskmaster is they can be released from the hold that they're under, mm-hmm. and that happens. Yeah. So I'm okay with them being marginalized that way a little bit. I get you. I just,
1: I, I just, I think it would have been a little more interesting to, uh, to me as a viewer, if like the Widows in that, in that, in the red room were way better trained, almost like I know Black Widow, our character Scarlett Johansson. She is the best. She's like stuff. the alpha. Widow. She, yeah, she's the alpha of them, right? She's the best. She's always going to be a little better than anyone she goes against. But to make that the of the the ones that are in the Red Room far better and like make them a real danger, a real threat to, to Black Widow would have been a little bit. more. A better
2: delivery because she was cause, in a pretty bad place. Yeah, though. No, they they You're definitely
0: off. they definitely were going to task on her. Well, there's long. also
2: fifty of them. You know what I mean? Whereas, <laughs> hey, have four. That's five. the way it's supposed to go have, down. Have
1: four or five really strong widows that she has to deal with. You know, instead, sure. She still, she still has a conundrum. She doesn't want to kill them.
0: Well, that's that's what I was sure. hoping. That's I why I'm you. happy it didn't happen. The whole thing, where, like, there's four widows staying in there, and like, then it's Scarlet, and like, and no way did she win that fight. No, and she didn't. Like yeah. she
2: clearly lost. No, that no, no,
0: but even even against two widows, no way did she win that fight.
2: Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, those, I mean, I, look, I mean, those it, widows, yeah. I, I think she'd win against a couple when she had like legit ten on them. You yeah. know, she took her ass whipping. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes you step to the plate, sometimes you strike out. That's just the way things go. Yeah, and don't forget, she's an Avenger. She she, she beats two or three of
1: these, you know, handily. That's what she does. But, yeah, no, like, the, the 25 that were in that room... No yeah, it was, it
2: was a rough day. But, I mean, overall, I enjoy this movie. Um, it doesn't really break any ground for me until the end. This, the end credit scene, I, 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 maybe we'll talk about this next week a little bit um, after more people get a chance to see it, because it is a big spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they frame this end credit scene, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. I liked, uh, I'm interested to see about... One, what it sets up for other characters, and two, the character that we see come in, um, because it's somebody you've seen before, mm-hmm. very recently. So, I think that's very cool too. Yeah, I, I, I think the, my biggest letdown in this movie, just to
1: put one more thing in here, is that we didn't really see Natasha and Yelena fight together. I think that would have been, I think that would have been actually very interesting to see on screen. And kind of give that last
2: goodbye, you know, for you know our character, Black Widow. I think it's kind of I'm okay. I know what you're saying, but yeah. I'm kind of okay with it. That they didn't, mostly because in from the the comic book standpoint, they're widows. They work alone, man. Yeah. I true. mean, well, and that's the thing with Elena. Everything she does, she does almost all of it by herself. Yeah. Um, and like every like you know Scarlet's off doing her, you know Natasha's off doing her thing, you know Yelena's doing hers, and what's mom's name? Melina? Melina, Melina's yeah. up doing her thing. Like all three widows are up doing widow things, and Dad's out, you know, fighting.
1: Dad's out making bad jokes and not really actually getting that. in the, the real—I real did like there. when
2: he ended up with a shield. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. So, um, I did appreciate that she called him Crimson Dynamo. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's kind of nifty. Yeah. What, what is that a nod to? That's a that's a Marvel thing. Yeah, that's a Marvel thing. <laughs>
0: I didn't know. I didn't know what that reference was to. I mean, I got that, of course, but I didn't know what that was a reference
2: to. throughout playing Crimson Dynamo, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's nifty. Um, there is a spoiler, an Easter egg, a, a mutant spoiler in this movie too. I guess um, one of the guys in prison is a mutant. Um, they actually got to announce it after the movie came out because I mean they shot Black Widow what almost two and a half years ago now. Yeah. Um, so there is that. You had to look that up yourself. It's not really a super big deal, but. Check it out if you're interested in that sort of geek stuff. Um, but um, anybody else anything you want to really th- drive into this movie? I mean, listen, this is a middle of the road Marvel movie, and I don't mm-hmm. want to spoiler it because of what it is. But yeah. take a look I, at it. I don't, I don't have a, I don't I have a, a hard time saying if somebody would hate this movie. I just don't see how you could. Yeah. Um, but if you say, hey, it's not one of my favorite. I wouldn't fight you on that either. Mm-hmm. So um, I like it. It's average to me. I'll
1: something. I'll something.
2: Sure,
0: and that that I'll be done. Do we like this movie more than we like Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel to me was one of the worst of the entire MCU.
1: Yes, and I only ask
0: because of the fact that that the lead character and most of the characters are female, right?
1: So this is so it's. Well, it, but it this happens. is this is a character I care more about. At some point, we're gonna like, that's gonna come up about you know about Marvel female leads. It's gonna happen because we're gonna get more and more movies with female leads as Marvel characters. Yeah, because there, there's already a few being
2: set up down the line. Well, so I'll counter that by saying that they're different movies, and here's what I mean why. Because the Captain Marvel origin story that we get, while it is a fairly accurate story, it's really not that great of a movie. Um, I don't know. Listen, we we talked about this at length, about how people would just review bomb this movie before it came out, and that's entirely unfair. Listen, you don't like the movie, I don't give a shit. I'm not that guy. Mm Um, but just be like, it's got a woman as the lead. That's really a bullshit thing to do. Yeah. I agree. But here's the thing. These movies are really different because we've, we have an established widow character. This isn't her intro movie where with Captain Marvel, it was her intro. Oh yeah. Um, And it being a a lesser quality of movie, I think that's a better way to say it. It's not as good as this movie. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't as good as even a regular intro Marvel story. Like, like, we talked about the paint by numbers part. Like, Iron Man, we got our introductions. Thor, we got our introductions. Doctor Strange, we got our introductions. Captain America, our introductions. Captain Marvel, she's kind of gets dropped on us, and like, in 20 minutes, she's like the most powerful person we get. A lot of people have a problem with that, but listen, Captain Marvel's insanely strong. That's true. <laughs> it, that's a real thing for Marvel. Yeah. Um, but I think their movie did her a bit of disservice. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I, I think personally this movie is better than that, but yeah. I did, I'm not a guy that hated Captain Marvel, so I
0: didn't like Captain Marvel. I much. did not I mean like Captain Marvel to me is like a two. <laughs> it's Like a two or a three, and this is not a two or a three. So Yeah,
1: I, I, th- I think I scored Captain Marvel four back when we watched it. I think I, and I spoilers, I'm gonna score this one higher than, than I did Captain Marvel. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean I guess <laughs> and, that's spoilers in a weird and word. And I think
1: to your point, Roger, was is that you know the fact that you know that Captain Marvel was a you know uh introductory movie Mm -hmm. i think that actually gives it an advantage compared to your black widow movie that that is a prequel could have because the prequel pulls away some of some suspense sure we
2: don't know we know we know characters that make it out well yeah we knew she couldn't die that's exactly but you know what though even knowing that she couldn't die never i guess that that never was really a major problem in this movie for me because listen i'm used to them just getting out of stuff so again the suspension disbelief like was the last time you ever thought iron man was going to die like until he actually fucking died. Spoiler, <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> um, you didn't think it was going to be a thing, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, still to this day, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, "Hey, Tony's not actually dead. We download this <laughs> consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's now the new Jarvis in yeah, the suit, which is incredible. Yeah, make this happen. No,
0: no, um, no, 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 no. back, no, do Marvel. No,
2: don't do that. But yeah, um, I think I think I'm used to that part at this point. I, I just I think when it one thing about Captain Marvel, through all the stuff that we've seen of her, through her own movie, Infinity War, and Endgame, we still don't know shit about Captain That's Marvel. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? We really don't. Listen, well, you know, mean, we we're going to get a heavy dose of Captain Marvel in the next phase. I so. have a
0: feeling we are, but it's not going yeah, it, it to be a Is it still Brie Larson? Of course it is. I was for a while there, Disney was okay. she said something really stupid on social media and I think there's, Disney was there's some chatter about it that might that might possible. We'll, we'll, we'll,
1: we'll yeah, no,
0: yeah. I'm and there's some chatter among I got the inner Marvel circle here. I've been talking to people who are working on Marvel that heard that she is not gonna be she's not, she's done. Brie Larson's not. But I mean I, I can't confirm that. I just I'm only hearing things from people on other Marvel shows who have heard things. So I have I can't say it's for got, sure. It's got
2: like an eight picture deal, man. She got um,
0: I don't know. When you say something as dumb as she, I forget what it was, but it was it was pretty horrendous what she said. But anyway, so I I, I was pretty quiet and let you guys kind of hash it out for a minute, um, only because I'm not. I have never, outside of like a comic book, I may have been handed when I was little. I never sought out any kind of. But I mean, there you guys covered a lot of points. I did. I wanted to cover just two or three. I come from a guy who the only comic book lore I know is the stuff when I go to watch these movies is what I'm shown and told which is, you know, that's kind of a fresh perspective for me, but I really enjoyed the family aspect of this. And you guys, Chris, you said you weren't a big fan of them up playing the whole um, the the, the Alexi and his superhero persona, right? Well, you mean you mean the dad? Yeah, the dad.
1: No, I I didn't mind that. I didn't like how much they buried him in just him being a, you know, a dumb dad and not you know all those jokes not landed. I think they over. I think they overdid that. You know that's fair. That's
0: hard. fair. I actually really enjoyed that part of it only because the character. I like the character, and I, I guess you know it's weird because I kind of you, you'd think you'd think I wouldn't be a fan of this, but I I really kind of love the whole after they land and kind of get they they get him out of a hot spot. They they rescue him from prison, and then they land, and then the whole my girls are powerful. They're tough. Look what you guys have done, and they're pretty much you know.
1: To to your girls. what the whole the whole prison scene was my was my favorite part of this movie.
2: And I'm not sure ahead. I was I'm not sure I was like, crazy about that. I love getting a tattoo as he's arm wrestling. Yeah, it's incredible. And he breaks no.
0: like he breaks that guy's wrist like where it's just like it's like liquid wrist. Um, so he my is
1: favorite, my biggest problem with
0: with like the whole thing about his character
1: is at the beginning of the movie he's not dumb, right? No,
2: he, he's like a scientist. Yeah, he's
1: like a scientist and a spy, and he's like super good at what he does, and he has a plan and all this, and then. That every time we see him afterwards, he's just, just a loud, boisterous idiot. Dumb. That—that that, that was my biggest problem with his character.
0: Well, but th- again, that kind of removes any tension from any yeah. real danger like, yeah, he's ever supposed to be levity, yeah, yeah. but yeah, they, they drive mean. it too so, much. So, I guess I like the family dynamic. I really love how they explain the family. Again, you guys may have seen that coming because you know that was that was Black Widow's backstory. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was Black Widow's backstory. I really dug how the the whole family was like. It was always it was always a cover anyway. Mm-hmm. I really dug that. Um I really liked how they introduced them in the beginning in the you know that right in o, o, Ohio and you know of course uh, Natasha was she was not okay with moving she just got settled she had friends she wanted I mean she wanted to be a kid and not move yeah. again and I really enjoyed yeah. the scene where she took the guys gun on the airstrip and like I will kill stripped all of you and yeah. was like
2: I will kill you yeah. Yeah. I will
0: kill all of you if you don't and then he went, and then he was like, no 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 <laughs> rules this, this has to happen let her go you know but like she was just being a protective older sister. Yes. she didn't want what happened to her to happen to again. But I, I get that and I like that. I like you know Melina, Rachel Vice's you know take on Melina. I as kind of the, even though she wasn't the mother, she was the mother. You know she those were her daughters, even if they weren't her daughters. You know, like she was very protective of them and she yep. wanted to, she wanted to protect them and see them out safely. Which I'm kind of surprised. I'm I this is just for me though. I'm kind of surprised that both parents spoilers survived this. I thought for sure at least one of them would not survive it. I thought she wouldn't survive it. Now, you, you guys may have something to say on the contrary to that, but I was sure that Melina was not going to survive this.
2: I'm happy with them surviving. I like the direction that it can open up for everybody. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm completely okay with that. So,
0: question. So, obviously, because you've now said this twice about uh, Florence Pugh being as young as she is, they're obviously going to – and if you watch the end credit scene, Florence Pugh's Yelena is definitely going to be in future films. Yes. That oh, is yeah. one that's one hundred percent going to happen. Are we gonna see so. Alexi and Melina? I'd be just, dis- I'd be
2: very disappointed if she wasn't.
0: Are we, Wait, are, are, we gonna, are we gonna see Alexi and Melina again? The, the mother and father?
2: I think we're less likely to see them in an expanded role, but I think uh, we get Yelena in like a very prominent role.
0: I think we have to see them
1: again only I think Elena, yes. I think Melina, no. I think I think Alexi, I think we see him in... Uh, Show up in a later Captain America movie if we get like uh, get Falcon as him, and he's really upset that it's not the original Captain America. I think that might happen. I think that would be awesome.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Well, he oh. has a thing
0: against Captain America. I know. But, I know. I I, th- I think that I think that would be cool. One, the last, the last <laughs> <said. Yeah. laughs>
2: one of the last or something yeah.
0: One one of the last things I want to say is, I think we're gonna see them again only to because they 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 have to process Natasha's death. They have to process that she is buried and gone.
2: Well, so that's that's something I do want to focus on, you know, at this point when this movie does end at the stinger is, you know, we don't know how long, how much time has passed. So think about that whenever you see the end credit scene. And um, I think that's something to expand on.
0: Yeah. but I guess overall I wasn't disappointed with this movie. It just, it wasn't what I was expecting, but I was still pleasantly surprised with it. I, you know, this I don't often say that with the Marvel films, but I, I really kind of dug Black Widow. I don't think it was the greatest in Marvel. I don't think it was the worst. All right, uh, but so if let's, start, uh, I'll, I'll, let's. I'll I'll go, go first. first. I, I think oh, I'm the one that. You want to go first? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give this movie. I'm gonna give this movie a five and a half. Again, I don't think it's the worst. I I I think it's closer to the worst, than it, then it's then it's closer to the top end. But, you know, I mean, if if Iron Man two is what a three, maybe Captain Marvel's a two. No, for me. don't
2: you ever talk about Iron Man two like that.
0: Okay, I won't. Thor I won't. Dark
2: World's like a yeah, three. Really.
0: Thor's a three. Okay, that's hard. That's what I meant. Thor, <laughs> Thor-, <laughs> right. Thor-, Thor is, oh, Thor is okay. for a long time considered the worst of the MCU. Thor Dark World, yeah. Someone who just rewatched two, Iron Man 2, in the last couple of weeks.
1: That was not bad. It's, it's all right. It that. works.
0: That's, okay, fine. Um, But Captain Marvel is definitely way down there. Maybe the worst of the MCU. It makes Thor Dark World look like a seven or an eight, which is bad. To you, maybe. Thor Dark World's pretty bad. Yeah, Thor: <laughs> Dark World's pretty bad. You think uh, Thor: uh, Dark World's worse than Captain Marvel? Yes, yes, significantly so. I, I'm not sure I share that. But then again, the only I've thing seen, Captain
1: Marvel is that has going for it is that it's
0: actually, it's at least a fun movie. Yes, it's it's I mean, a that's, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it right, is so, a great soundtrack. Strong. I'm <laughs> um, doing. I mean, do we know what future role that William Hurt's uh, Secretary Ross is going to play in this? He's going to be Secretary Ross, I bet.
2: Yeah. Doing but, Secretary I
0: mean, Ross things. Being okay, a dick. Okay. Okay, I mean, I just, I'm curious why he was hunting them down to begin with. Like, do we ever get an Infinity Well, that's, a,
2: that's what he does yeah. in in Infinity War. Yep. And in between Endgame, when or like, when they show back up and, you know, they're going to fight the aliens. And he's on a conference call with them in, like, the video room. And he just they just walk in. And he's like, what the hell? And they just turn him off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, like, a running thing with them.
0: All right. So, I've, yeah, I give it five and a half. I think that's where it sits. It's higher than I thought you were. In game. Want
2: me to go or you want to go? Uh, you go, go. I'll go. Okay. So I gave this movie six. Um, just a little bit above average for me. Like I said, it's not my favorite Marvel movie. Obviously I know she didn't die at the end. Thank you. Um, but I, I am surprised that she's still dead at least, at least in some capacity. Um, I really enjoyed the addition of Yelena. Um, the other family stuff I'm indifferent on. I do think we see them in some capacity farther on. I like the story with how the Widows can go in with Taskmaster. Uh, man, that's hard to say. That's hard to say. That's hard to say. I'm happy with how it leaves that story open for all those characters. Um, and this is this really just does cement that they're moving forward you know, with the MCU storyline. And the Stinger at the end was interesting to me. I don't know if it's earth-shattering by any means, but it's definitely a neat little callback to things we've seen relatively recently. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy with it. It's somewhere in the middle. It's a fun movie. Listen, it's an action movie. Things blow up. Yeah. That's, that's and, about it. And,
0: and the credit to it's one of its things. is You get to see two of the hottest women on the planet duke it out for like a good seven minutes. True. <laughs> that's, that's an awesome scene, too. Anyway, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Seven minutes. I, th- th- that's a particularly long because... That fight scene gets interrupted by another oh. fight scene, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Press your own. Go on. God
1: damn it. Roger <laughs> broke me. All right, I made him laugh. <laughs> All right, so this movie is a six and a half for me. Hmm. I didn't have any any less or more fun watching this movie compared to watching Tomorrow War. I didn't I was really either.
2: About. That was the thing. And then the, that's
1: what I was thinking about when I was thinking about what I was going to score of this movie. I mean, so the problems of this movie are what bring it down for me, down to a six and a, six and a half, where it could have been higher. Just a weak, a weak villain in Taskmaster. I feel, I feel bad about it, but a, but the other end of that spectrum is that we get a fantastic character out of Yelena. Just awesome. Can't wait to see more of that character if Marvel's smart enough to bring her back. Had a, it was a, it was a fun movie with a different kind of pacing that I actually really enjoyed. So yeah, it's a six and a half. I like this one. Cool. It was fun. I can recommend it to people. If someone goes, hey, should I go see Black Widow? I'll ask those yes. Marvel movies. It's a yes. Yeah. That's easy. Yes.
2: That's yes. That's easy. easy.
0: All right. This has been episode 235 of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbeam, which then distributes to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at LoveCinemaPod. I am
2: at Maxwell one I am at Roger Stillion, and I'm Christopher Bond.
0: Check us out on Facebook; we have presence there, and YouTube. Check us out our videos. Our video for I gotta say, Roger, with um, the art of racing in the rain, just keeps on getting views. I don't understand why, but it, it just keeps on ticking up there. And next week, we are going to be talking about the long overdue Space Jam: A New Legacy and Gunpowder Milkshake.
2: Gunpowder in a milkshake. <laughs>